wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Welcome, everybody, to another tragic and devastating episode of Assault City Circle Pit. I am your... <laughs> Stop crying. We're not even there yet. I can't help it. It'll I know. happen very soon. I am your lovely host, Des Troy, and I am joined today with a myriad of my best buddies to talk about something tragic, but we'll get into that. Let's see who's here. My drummer and possibly my best friend in the world, Dylan the Demon Dawes. Say hello. What's up, everybody? Hi. Hello. That's what you actually wanted, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Hi. The thing about Hello. radio. <laughs> what's up, everybody? The thing about radio is when you say, what's up, everybody, no one can respond. Right. <laughs> there's, there's only so few of us, and we already know how. What's it's different up. when you have a crowd and you just have, like, screams back, but this is silence. We exactly. just re- we require up, on to come back and respond to. Exactly. Yeah. And from Wrecked Podcast, Winterlight, Pine Walker, and That Bites Podcast, we have my good friend, Nate. The Tank Perkins. I'm sad. We know you're sad. We're all sad, and that's why we're here to talk. Joining us as well is my guitarist, my buddy, and for a while, one of our biggest fans. Now part of the band, Disengaged, Justin Wildcard Schultz. Say hello. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of fun, isn't he? Weren't you also technically one of the biggest Disengaged fans, too, before you joined? I said that, but yes. No, he's talking you. about you. Oh, me? Yeah, no, you. I didn't know Disengaged until I auditioned. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, since I was 12 years old, and I'm 21. Damn. It's fun times. <laughs> yeah, he liked us a little. Mostly Dylan. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was only drumming at the time, and then I started playing guitar. Exactly. So, you know. We met you at a... Uh, guitar drum center. For, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, George Calais from George Nile. Calais. I got Hell that drum yeah. head over there, signed by George Calais that day. Oh, I saw yeah. my uh, Pearl poster signed by him. It's uh, up in my room. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So today we are talking about something very obvious. This week has been very rough. Uh, this whole month. It is. Um, this, this, this week, week alone. Especially, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, especially, we, yeah this week's been. Uh, we lost three amazing uh, musicians, Mike Howe of Metal Church, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top, and the reason we are here to talk today uh nathan jonas jordison also has passed and he uh was a huge influence on all of us and this is much like the uh episode we did about alexi lejo uh, not as chaotic though <laughs> not as chaotic um and we, the last time i did one of these everyone who was on it said it was very cathartic and they really enjoyed it so i thought why not try to bring a little bit of comfort to my friends and you know have a good time talking yeah so how I want to start this out, I'd like to um, go around the room and everyone tell how they got into Joey Jordison. I mean, obviously, it's most likely going to be a story about how you got into Slipknot, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I don't know everyone's story, but uh, so let's start with Dylan. How did you get to know your hero and bestie? Quite possibly one of Joey's biggest fans, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to say the biggest, but not mm, um, yeah. like tall wise. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I'm the exact height, so it's all good. You know, Ooh, Dylan, five, three. Dylan brought notes, and I didn't, so I'm going to give the, I know, I feel like the biggest just, Joey fan to Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got, I like, you know, fan. pentagrams, number ones all over it. People he's, equal he's shit. He's ready. <laughs> I got quotes. Yeah. He, does, <laughs> he has quotes, too. Yeah. Um, I cannot read your handwriting at all. That but as long matter. as you can. <laughs> is that cursive? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it really? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> it kind of looks like cursive. Sorry. But, but go on. Yeah, I don't know exactly when. I was probably like 12 years old because I had just found like Metallica and shit. And I didn't come from a family that listened to any of this kind of shit. I found it out on my own in like middle school. And Me too. the first memory I remember is just like being on YouTube, just going through a bunch of shit. And I came across, um, it was during the Subliminal Verses time. Um, it was a live video shot during the day. I can't remember what show it was, but it was of People Equal Shit. And Ooh. I just remember sitting there watching it. I think it's on the DVD of oh, Subliminal yeah? Verses, actually. But um, I remember watching that and just looking at the screen, just like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is, this is <laughs> yeah, fucking Yeah, like, who is insane, this monster this behind is, the is, this is, Yeah, it's not only just Joey, but it's like yeah. the whole fucking band. And then, like, it just went from there. All nine dive. of our boys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just was just mind blown but it was just like this is fucking awesome this isn't yeah. like scary or anything but like at first you think when you see this band you think that it's a gimmick i'm like are they just doing this for fun yeah at that age and then you're just like no they're fucking going all out like they take this shit seriously and like just, this is the beast that yeah. enters the stage <laughs> and all nine of them are together like huffing dead birds serious yeah <laughs> god watching that stuff on disaster pieces is like blows me away that they would do that you know, they are a way more intense band, I think, than most people know. They're just like, oh, guys in masks. Mm-hmm. They're good, good gimmick, guys. Yeah, Speaking but you of see, that, you see one. It, so we don't lose it. We did do that with a bird that was in Sean's. Uh, no, um, you didn't. Yeah, we did. Oh, my it God. It was in his uh, chimney. And I put it in a jar. And I don't know if we ever uh, sniffed it. I don't know what happened to it, but we did do it. So you lost a, j- a bird in a jar? Yes. So somewhere in this world, there's just a bird in a jar? Yes. Somewhere. All right. Probably got Probably thrown in away. Landfill. I don't know, but we did do it, and we planned to do it, and then we just never happened. Ugh. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nate? <clears throat> I think my introduction to Joey, as well as Slipknot, is probably similar to a lot of people that, growing up alongside like Dylan, my family weren't really weren't even really into metal like the most the heaviest thing that they would listen to would probably be like black sabbath shit and even then you didn't have that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i got like, like def leppard and shit oh yeah <laughs> like uh till tuesday oh. fleetwood mac oh i wouldn't really, I would really call def leppard heavy to be per well, se. Yeah. well not, it, we're not talking about heavy rock. we're talking about like just what we yeah, were just like classic our families rock were on. Stuff, yeah, yeah but i'm talking like the heavy stuff that i listen to now uh i remember i think uh, kind of similar to some people, like the first introduction to like Slipknot would be before I forget on Guitar Hero Three. That's a good one. Nice. But oh, yeah. I was so young, I didn't really register like band names. I was just Same. I was just playing to like get as good as I can yeah. at Guitar Hero. And that fucker was such a bitch on Guitar Hero. The dude, like the bridge part, sucked on Guitar Hero, especially on Expert. For real. But then I remember <clears throat> uh, going to a Green Day concert with a bunch of my friends. And one of my other friends was talking about how the singer for Green Day, Billy Joe Armstrong, uh-huh. doesn't like he does not like Slipknot. And so, for whatever reason, the entire day, 
this this guy was just going on about how Billy Joe doesn't like Slipknot. So then one day during seventh grade, I might have been 13 or 12, 13, 14, I was just scrolling through like the Comcast channels and then like on demand. And I go to on demand music and I thought, well, let's check out Slipknot. And they had just put out uh, All Hope is Gone. Nice. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's, let's check out this song, Sulfur. And, oh. it, and it kicks in with a real bam. I was like, what the fuck? Definitely one of the best of that album. And Death. that had legitimately scared me a little. <laughs> just because. <laughs> I mean, first song that, like, that you heard from them, you're like, or aside from Before I Forget, it's just a smack in the face. Oh, yeah. And it's also, it was more so that like I didn't want my parents to know that I was listening to s- scary music. Right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to go listen to this on YouTube on the family computer down in the other room. <laughs> Man, it sounds like to your family, music that wasn't like Bob Dylan was like porn. They just didn't want me listening to the devil's music. Oh, the devil. and they and they still kind of make fun of me nowadays, even though I am like quite the extreme metalhead. Yeah, like, what I I try to put on like whenever I'm in the car with them, like just like driving, and I, and I put on the music. I try to put on stuff that they would listen to. I do the same thing, but like sometimes like a heavy track will fall in. They're like, oh, you're listening to the devil's music, <laughs> and they'll do like the. Like trying to be the parents to imitate heavy vocals. Welcome to my fucking nightmare. God, yeah, dude, I have. (laughs) No, that's my nightmare. That's my life. It's pretty funny though, because you obviously, I think all of us actually know my mom, but um, and how she is nowadays with like loving metal. Oh yeah. Believe it or not, when I was still like thirteen, no, I was about twelve because I left going. I I left the church and shit when I was like twelve years old. Good for you. So. uh yeah, I was listening to like Lamb of God, Walk with Me in Hell on the way to church. And my <laughs> Fuck mom's just yeah. like, this is not fucking appropriate. And just like, she was really mad and didn't like it back then. But just one day, something switched and I'm you're, happy it did. But you're like, nice. Mom, Jesus I remember is those a cunt. days and it was pretty fucking <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> Justin, tell us uh, where your Joey journey began. All right. So I was a little worried to bring up how I found out about Slipknot because I was like, oh, you fucking young and, you know, whatever. But you brought yeah. up Guitar I mean, Hero. you're pretty young. I am, but... You just um, turned 21. Yeah, I did. But um, I'm glad that you mentioned Guitar Hero because mine is <laughs> the same same way. But it was uh, Warriors of Rock when Psychosocial was on Guitar Hero. Ooh. Oh. Um, and by that time, I was already listening to All That Remains and, like, Fall okay. of Ideals era. Like, I was already, you know, pretty... Kind of into metalcore stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, on Guitar Hero, I was already searching out like the heavier heavier songs and so i saw you know psychosocial started you know playing that on repeat all the time and that was the only song that i knew and then uh my best friend eric um he was over and like we were watching the music videos and going through like all of the music videos from slipknot which that psychosocial video is just damn just beautiful and especially like the stories behind it too oh yeah yeah especially not really the stories but like the bts sid's crippled in it yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He showed up for like an hour or two of shooting because he fucking broke his head or some shit. It was his ankles. His, yeah. Uh, he, uh, no, no, no. That was before. Oh, that was before. Yeah, was. the video was before that. The ankles oh. where he jumped off. The, that was during that was the a Mayhem tour. Oh, yeah. shit. My bad. Broke your fucking yeah, he foot. Was, no, no, no. It was that same mask and everything, but that was during a tour. I think yeah. Maybe the, after the album came out. In the behind the scenes, they they. <laughs> They make fun of him by saying he fought with a door and lost. Yeah. Because I think he had to get staples, not stitches, but staples in his head. And you just see him like in the hospital bed, just like. Yeah. You know, they want you like sitting, like laying back, 
like back to the bed, but he was like on his side, and there's like blood, not everywhere, but it's like kind of sputtering around. You can get like the camera up in his face and shit. And you <laughs> yeah. can tell he's just all out of it. Like you can tell, like whoever was a camera guy for that was definitely on Jackass or some shit. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I remember uh, me and Eric were going through those videos and everything, and you know we didn't know anything about any of the members but we were going through like oh i like his mask oh i like his mask oh that Same. one's fucking sick and i was like their drummer's mask is the best out of all of them oh, yeah for that I fucking, like for every sick. iteration of joey's mask is my favorite um it was volume three uh Corey's mask is my favorite oh Sam. that's a, that's a close yeah. same yeah that is it. my number especially one with his colored hair yeah the colored hair sure. that's uh volume three is my favorite mask everybody but, says like first and second album but i'm just like dude no. look at that shit like um, you, you then, mean the potato sack but then <laughs> yeah. um, potato sack with dreads <laughs> all hope is gone joey i didn't even know a thing about him but i was like their drummer has the sickest mask out of all of them for that i think he had the, the crown of thorns yeah, yeah the that's what it was for me for is album, i knew it was offensive yeah and, I, and I immediately like oh, yeah. i gravitated towards that i was like fuck all these other guys you throw jesus in the mix people are gonna get pissed oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he had the crown of thorns the withered version of volume three like the fucking tree fingers or whatever the hell that was then like his outfit he had the best get up for uh, yeah. all yeah. of his and uh so sure. then i started you know doing some more like you know deep diving on youtube yeah uh, As of, you do. of you know joey and then i see the drum cam for eyeless and him just oh going my. just ape shit oh on this kid. I, I wish fucking they would love that video a game changer video of that shit yeah and yeah. then um, going from Me that too. then it was the um roadrunner Mm. When he's just doing the in studio drum solo, like just the sound check, yeah, the sound check. Oh and my god, I fell in love with that immediately. Like he, you know, just the fills and every single thing. I was like, this uh, guy's uh, a fucking beast. He just sits down and rips on a literally kit. And I was one like, take. He just well, yeah. sits down like it's nothing. Just fucking exactly. Rips. Headphones <laughs> on, drum just roll just, goes like, into what it. Seems like a quick sound check, and then he just he does like all the essential like drum sound check things. Got to go for, and then a quick pause. And then bla- sits up and like, down, adjusts yeah, his seat, goes yeah. for it. <laughs> Quick um, double bass stuff, blast beats, fucking groovy beat right after that. It was the drum fills for me. I mean, like, even today, the thing that I remember Joey for most when drumming is his drum fills. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. His oh, fills yeah. are like, it, it's unmistakable when you hear his fills. It's his specific style. You hear it in any of his bands. You're like, oh, shit, that's Joey, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. by far. So, and then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, then I I was already playing drums at the time, but I didn't have a double kick, and so sucker. Right after that, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I went out and I bought a double kick because I saw Joey, and I was like, I need to learn his shit. And so, quick question: Were you one of the kids that had like the single pedal, just like both feet going at it? No, yeah, never, <laughs> never did that. I, I was one. I was one of those kids for a little while. No, so actually, uh, yeah, I never never did that. Although. I did it after I had a double pedal because I heard about people doing that. I was like, I wonder if this is a thing. But I already had a double at the time. Very nice. Um, So uh, it took me a minute to figure out where, when I heard or got into it for the first time. But I think this is it. I could be wrong. I don't know. None of you are going to fact check me. So we were all pretty young. So I'm not. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I was probably 11. Pre-teens and teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly how old I was, but I know um, I was, I would go for weekends with my dad. And when he had to work, I would just go with my aunt or my grandma, or eventually I just ended up staying home alone. But I, it was one of the times when I went and uh, hung out with my aunt, Lisa, and she was, I think she was like trying to sleep or something. And 
I was just flipping around her channels on TV, and she had the Resident Evil movie. Ooh. Yes. And I'm watching that, and at the end of the TV version, they played the music video for the song that was on it, which was My Plague, I believe, right? Yeah, oh, they had My Plague one. on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. They, they had did. that in, their, in the My Plague video. Yeah, exactly. The whole video is I like forgot about that it. because I remember they were in a movie called uh, Rollerball or something. Yeah, Rollerball 2000. Yeah, the only time they yeah, the background song, band. I'm yeah. So it's good stuff. Um, and uh, so I watched that movie and I see that video. I'm like, holy shit. Because I had seen the logo of Slipknot, I just hadn't heard it yet. And that like kind of blew my mind. And after that, you know, I was an avid fan from that point on. But what sticks out in my memory next, as far as Slipknot goes, is I was watching the duality video at my dad's on Ooh. Beyond Demand. Right. And he came in and he's like, "This is scary, son. What are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> How like, old were you at that time? I think I was like fourteen, maybe. Yeah. Like ish. Well, when this video, when I watched that video, but I mean, I I think I was as like, far as duality. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was like yeah. ten or eleven. I was like fucking. When destructive house him. party yeah 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 exactly especially he, as an adult now like oh please don't do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i my dad like is now scared of all music i like before he hears it because he thinks it's all slipknot scary like, guys and masks hey dad check yeah. out this band called infinite annihilator oh my god oh, you gotta <laughs> go die. cattle decapitation at that point oh fuck yeah yeah yes speaking so, of how they were in rollerball though is that what you said it was called yeah that was i the, think so i think that's the only time they ever actually showed them playing i am hated because that's the song that was in that one. Oh, i didn't know I'm, I, I remember they played reading it live with Jay, but that's a different story. Um, oh, yeah. we don't. We don't. No, yeah, I was at the. That was at the concert where they played it live. Yeah, it was great. But, but uh, that different. was awesome. God, wait, were you there too? Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, if it was here, we were there. Oh, it wasn't here. Me and Dylan oh, no. were linking arms. It's probably same tour. It was at the 2016 uh, not I Ozfest we Snotfest where they played Iowa in full. Nice. Oh yeah. That oh was yeah. Cool. fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Although if it was recent with Jay, I probably saw it too. Yeah. Probs. Uh, so. The first, I wanted to, it's going to be a little bit hard, some of these things we're going to talk about, and, you know, we all have a lot of feeling and sentiment towards Joey. He's kind of a big part of the life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to spurse in some Joey fun facts that you might not know, and we all know that Dylan is probably the biggest fan of Joey ever, so he has compiled a few fun facts that everyone might not know. Yeah, on the notes that he prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Dylan, why don't you give us a fun fact or two? You know. So the obvious one for this is uh, like this is some fun nicknames, but obviously he went by number one. Then there's Super Bowl. And Super I don't Ball. know if you guys have heard how he got that name. I actually tell. It's uh, he got that name because before every show, like it actually got started by Clown because he would notice that Joey'd get so like worked up and excited. It was like he was bouncing off walls, and so he's like, <laughs> "Man, you're like a fucking Super Bowl." Hell yeah! And that's how that got started. And nice. then I just added one recently because of this uh, tragedy. There's one that I didn't know of. It's called Dragon Man. He went by when he was touring with Corn. Uh, um. So the story behind that is because I saw on Facebook, um, Kalen Chase of Vimic, he actually, he actually uh, called him like, I'm, I'll miss you, Dragon Man. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, I've never heard that. Well, then, hmm. obviously, TMZ, being the piece of shit they are, was right. already in Monkey, Sh- I think his last name Schaefer from Corn, the guitarist. Right. Yeah. They were within an hour or two of this news coming out. They were already in his face interviewing him about how he felt about this. And he told a story about that and how it came to be. It was when, like I said, they were touring with Corn, and mm-hmm. they had 
Olive Corn and one bus in the front, and then it'd be Joey and Kalen and a bunch of the rest of the crew in the other bus. And they every night they would see who could party the hardest. And Jeez. the Corn bus was called the Pirates, and <laughs> Kalen and Joey's bus was called the Dragons. And so they'd just get up hungover and just be like, who partied the hardest? And they were like, Pirates! And then they'd be like, Dragons! And so they'd just call him <laughs> Dragon Man. I love that. That's but great. Yeah, That's Monkey awesome. just shared that story. Just the other day. Any more fun facts? (laughs) Um, That was just for the fun nicknames for now. Carry on. Give us another one. One more. I know you got a bunch. Yeah, well, the next one I want to talk about is the cats because they're the best. Do the cats? Oh, boy. <laughs> I love right. cats. I know is people it with will the... call me crazy, but I know all of his fucking cats. Oh, they're the cutest oh fucking things. <laughs> That's why I say he's the biggest so, fan. Okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> he will. I'll, be no, I'll take you any detail about Joey. So you the, ask him, he knows. <laughs> so the ones that are alive still, and I feel super bad for them because they Lo- just, just lost he their was dad. Just a giant cat dad. Yeah, lost um, their papa. Yeah, their names are Milo, McGee, Murray, Maximus, and Maverick the Second. I'm sensing That's a, a theme. That's a lot of yeah. cats. The um, yeah, and it continues. The oh, ones God. that have <laughs> sadly passed away are Moki, Melvin, and Maverick. So they only had Maverick for a couple months, and then he got sick, uh-huh. and then they immediately got Maverick the Second, just obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, but fun facts about Moki and Melvin is Melvin is uh, named after the Melvins, which is yeah. One of Joey's favorite bands, and a badass he was band. asked if he could go out on tour with anybody in the world, it would be them. Nice. And then Moki, so that was like the most famous of his cats. Hmm. And if you've ever seen the Nowhere music video from the Murder Dolls, that is the cat in the beginning scene. Huh. Oh, okay. And Moki's oh. the only name I know. I mean, yeah. I, you've talked about his cats before, but that's the only name that right. sticks in my brain, you yeah. know? When oh. I was living up in Idaho, I named the cat that... We got up there, Moki, after him. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was never actually a huge fan of Murder Dolls. What? Oh, man, that's sad. Oh. I don't know. I heard their cover of uh, White Wedding oh, and great. wasn't too impressed. Oh. Like, it's a good cover, but I was just like, eh. Okay, I'm going to break listen, the rules I... here for myself and go out on a limb here. I always get mad at people when they say something is better than the original, <coughs> but that is such down my alley that I would say it's better. Than okay, the but I would just like to point out like the honesty. Yeah, at least yeah. he's honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. he's I got some that. unpopular opinions, but Nate never holds back on him. Yeah, unpopular. and we love that. What? You think pineapple belongs on pizza, you piece of shit? Oh, fair. let's not go there. I know, it's disgusting, huh? I learned that yeah. from, uh, was it Wrecked Podcast? Yep, Wrecked Podcast. Okay, but then Dylan doesn't like ranch on his pizza, and I love ranch on ranch his pizza. Ranch is disgusting, and we I don't also, want to go there. Unless it's on chicken. Wait, do you have ranch with your pizza, Dad? Of course. Yeah, see? I didn't know, man. It doesn't matter. You you ate it and you loved it. It was so cooked in there and I didn't even, like, (laughs) it didn't taste like it. He was like, like, oh, this tastes delicious. Hey, by the way, there's ranch in there. What? Quick side story. So we're all at Colt's uh, Colt's birthday. Colt is the lead singer of a band called uh, Bell and the Blackbird. I got the name right. Uh, He's the lead singer in that band. He's a very good friend of ours. We're at his birthday. His parents make this fucking bomb ass chicken we're all digging in <laughs> dylan is on like his second piece and he's like mid bite and being the cook i am i ask 
hey, how is this made? And his dad starts going through the process. That's he's, where it started. That's ah, where it all okay. went wrong. He's like, we grill it for a sec, and then we, uh, you know, we make a little dressing that's got the dry ranch packets in it. And Dylan is like mid bite, looks up at all of us, and the whole room's eyes focusing on <laughs> Dylan because it's like, oh, Dylan ate ranch and loves it. It's common knowledge that he hates ranch, so that was a pinnacle was moment. Like, I'll give great. you guys this one because this is fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that almost sounds like a birthday party he had as a kid when my mom made like chocolate zucchini cake for like me and my friends well, that, that stuff is phenomenal by the way that was yeah. like a roller coaster right there chocolate zucchini, zucchini yeah cake. yeah trust me well i trust just, you just oh, think so carrot cake but just like zucchini zucchini bread is i've had yeah. i've had zucchini bread so and good. i like yeah. it i surprised yeah. i like it. imagine that in a cake with chocolate you cannot oh, miss dude chocolate on anything like, i'll eat a boot as soon chocolate. as someone mentioned zucchini cake everyone stopped pe- take cake taking a piece of cake I really? They were children, but yeah. Well, fuck, dude. Then you're like, good. More for me, bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck them. <laughs> um, okay, so next. About your kids. I wanted to tell a couple stories interspersed with some fun facts. Uh, so if you are listening for the last five minutes, you'll know that uh, Dylan, Justin, and I are all in a band together. And Dylan had already been uh, forming Disengaged for years before I got there. And... I came into Dylan's life via KSL. Um, nice. KSL ads, if you don't know, or like, uh, you know. Like uh, Craigslist personal. Yeah, basically, Craigslist yeah. Personals. You can buy stuff, uh, post jobs, and yeah. buy stuff, sell stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I Craigslist. put up that I was, you know, they have a section that's bands looking for members, and I put myself in there, and I put artists that I kind of sound like and my range and shit, and... Uh, they found, uh, well, his old band, Cities of Desolation, found me. They were looking for a singer, and so I came to audition. Not cut out for it at all. Totally different vocal style, totally wrong. And not to mention that some of the members did not like it. Yeah, I was going to say, I fucking was voting for you. (laughs) Uh, You know, not to name names, some of the other assholes in that situation (laughs) were stuck on this other guy that couldn't even scream. Let's and had a shitty T Swift yeah, tattoo. I will never forget that fucking day. And I love T Swift, and I saw that, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of my house, dude. Yeah, like, it this was is so, so bad. bad. It looks like I drew it. Would it be safe to say that they knew the guy, or no? No, they, no, no one knew. They were both completely random. Alrighty then. So, never mind. Um, I go and I just bomb this audition. Fast forward maybe a week later, and one of those assholes he aforementioned uh, put on my Facebook wall, "Hey, I've started a new band, and I need a vocalist." Please come on audition. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I didn't, I don't even think to I. To be fair, I say asshole out of love. I just want to point that out. Oh, yeah, we love him. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We but at our, the time, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we, we had our rough patches, yeah. but, you know, we love him. Uh, and he was like, hey, God. come come audition for my band. And I was like, cool. I don't even think I had even responded to the comment. And my phone started ringing. And it was Dylan. And he's like, hey, I've got. Another band besides cities, and I need you to come audition. Don't go audition for that guy's band. That's totally my voice, man. Nailed hey, it. I want to point out, too, nobody else knows it, but Dez, well, actually, all of us, when we're doing a Dylan impression, we all swing our arms. I don't know <laughs> why do? that, I don't know why that became a thing. Every time. That's why I said all of <laughs> yeah. us. I don't know why that became a thing. But when he's mad, he swings his arm from left to right. I've never once seen him do that, but I love that we just <laughs> keep that going. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to. Anyway, so I go, I audition for Disengage. Totally didn't do super well, but they still let me in because Dylan had already decided... <laughs> I already knew. He wanted me. I'd in. already had you try out for another band, so it was 
set in stone. And there. even when you said you bombed that one, he still vouched for you. Exactly. So you yeah, and it was and just, one, one it was of, just laid to rest by Lamb of God. So I'm just ah, like, cool. I was about which I to did say, fuck up. I came in like eight counts too early, got the verse done well, before the verse even started. What throws that song off vocally, and you have to understand is. And I know you understand now, but that talking part can get just lost in the song. Oh, oh yeah. it can because it's not—it's not necessarily set to the beat. Yeah, it's just him talking with his own natural right. cadence. Yeah, that's why whenever they play it live, I'm pretty sure uh, Randy starts it at, at like the halfway point of that riff. Yeah. Whereas on in the recording, it's like kind of like takes over on the second repeat of the whole riffage. Yeah. And then kind of goes to the end. Yeah. But he just kind of does it one, in one breath almost. Exactly. Well, it's, you know, live, it's kind of hard to time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the, one of the main reasons that I think about all the time of why Dylan even wanted me in the band was <laughs> I wore a Slipknot shirt to my audition for Cities of Desolation. <laughs> and we're sitting, ar- sitting around <laughs> after, I can't remember if it was after or before both of us had auditioned, but immediately Dylan's like, oh my god, do you like Slipknot? Come up to my room! Oh, fuck. It's when we run... <laughs> yeah, Back with the arms swinging. We run up to his bedroom. He's still living with his parents at the time, and his mom had painted a... I don't know if his mom or yeah, someone else had painted a... my mom's friend. A mural on the wall of the Slipknot star. And that is awesome. Yeah, on one side, it was like a window was right in the middle, and on the left side... It was Metallica, but then, like, right where I slept on the right side, it was just the big um, star with the S logo right in the middle. Oh, yeah. And his room was covered in Slipknot swag, and I'm just like, wow, this is fucking awesome. And then we talked about Slipknot for a while, went back downstairs and joined the other plebs, you know. (laughs) Just kind of what we did. And that, I think, kind of stuck in his brain as to why I even got in the band. So, you know, thank you, Slipknot, for keeping me and Dylan together as the cutest couple in metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it does fit in your arms in like a little world. baby. He does. Yeah. I, I totally give everything to them, man. Oh, they're the yeah. Best. <laughs> they're, they're the reason, you know, if it hadn't been for Slipknot, Dylan wouldn't have had as much inspiration to be the drummer he is and influence of style and everything. Me because, too. yeah, see, time Damn for man. another Dylan fun fact. Well, I guess All it's right. a Joey fun fact from Dylan. My bad. Yeah. Well, there you I, go. same person. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if you guys knew his favorite drummer. Anybody know? Uh, I knew at one point, the, but I can't remember. Um, the Who? Yes. What's his name? Wait. Keith Moon. Boom. Keith Moon. Got it. There you go. Thank you. So, I was just thinking back on something, but because I'm pretty sure it was Keith Moon, and it totally makes sense. If it is um, the Who, then yeah. So, yes, it's Keith Moon, but I'm pretty sure it was Keith Moon that put a. Is it called a cherry bomb in yep. his bass drum? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. with this situation, I'm just like, that is totally a fucking thing that would inspire Joey, obviously, with like Slipknot and all the and crazy shit that they did. Because I'm pretty sure when Keith Moon did that, he made his singer go deaf in his left guitar ear. player. Oh, was yeah. it his guitar player? It was Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. Yeah, yeah. Because he was right in front of the bass drum when that happened, and it was too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he put too much explosive into his bass drum. Yeah. As Pete Townsend right. was destroying his guitar in front of the bass drum, and it went boom. It's actually on video. If nobody yeah, sees it, it. Not, you want to replace all the pillows in your bass drum with a cherry bomb? Man. What are you, Chase? I wouldn't complain. <laughs> I always my kick com- sound is great. I love the hesitancy in your voice when you said Pete Townsend because I all the time mean to see say Pete, and then you say Devin, and I'll say Devin, yeah. or vice versa. No, because I also know I, I'm 
Isn't the bass player for uh, Fall Out Boy also a, his last name is Townsend? I'm not. I mean, I like a bunch of Fall Out Boy songs, but I'm not a big enough fan. To know. Yeah, I mean, I just remember in junior high, I remember one of my friends was also was a huge Fall Out Boy fan, and, and I'm pretty pretty sure that his name is Townsend. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, Pete Townsend lost his hearing in one of his ears because Keith Moon is an asshole. Oh, it's Pete Wentz. Yeah, there's no. Uh, yeah, I was gonna uh, say. I was, I was like, I, I, don't I see can see that fucker's there. face, but I don't think it's Townsend. But okay, <laughs> I just remember. Yeah, junior high names got switched. Oh, I, yeah, I get that. Isn't for he sure. like that's kind of funny. The though, most uh, famous member of that. No, band. when you guys brought oh, up yeah. when you guys yeah. brought up Pete Townsend, I was a gonna make a Devin most joke. Famous. Who knew? It's just because he's a hot boy <laughs> for one. Well, I guess that's Claypool. I know exactly. You got to throw him in. Yeah. Do you want to do another fun fact? Yeah, I just got like three more that just have to do a Slipknot though. Um, so Slipknot actually started out as like the pale ones and meld oh, and all yeah, this yeah. weird shit. Milk, meld, meld. Okay, I yeah. was like Slipknot was called M-E-L-D. milk. Yeah, yeah meld. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised though. Um, yeah, and then he was the one that originally threw out the idea to be called Slipknot, and then they had the meeting on that and agreed on it. He also designed the S logo. I was just going to bring that up that he saw it in a dream. Woke up and drew it. I struggle to this day with drawing that shit. I can't fucking pull it off, so I don't know how he did. Oh, I did one time. I never attempted. It's never perfect, though, (laughs) dude. Like, that shit's hard. Mine was pretty damn close, but the fact that he just, like, saw it in a dream, woke up and drew it, that I won't understand. I I have no idea how, because, like, all of my high school and middle school, I was like, I'm going to put logos all over my binders and shit. Never pulled that one off. I just ended up writing Slipknot sloppily. (laughs) It's either, like, way too skinny or way too fat, you know? That's what she said. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, then the other one is just he came up with the uh, maggots. Yeah. Hell yeah. For the fans, so. But another little fun fact on your fun fact. You know that he put the S on his bass drum just out of the blue one of the days? And then everyone was like, hey, that's cool. Let's make that our logo or like our insignia. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That I did not know. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, I brought this. Let's do this. It was like he just showed up one day with just the, threw it the on. one of those facts head. that always reminds me of like how like masks weren't really a thing. But he just had that one Joey. hockey mask. Well, it was clown. He just started wearing oh, yeah, no, that mask. Clown and yeah, that's Joey. right. It's kind of like how like Joey just threw the S on the bass drum, but like clown just, just like showed st- up and he mask. would not take it Found off. He's like, this is what mask. we're doing, and that's where the mask came from. So, which I'm glad. Uh, they stuck with masks as a whole because their first lead singer, I don't oh remember his God, name. Yeah. He's not important. Yeah. But, uh, no, he's pretty important. Anders Cole. Cole Feeney. Yeah. Cole Feeney. Cole, yeah. I Something think you close. Said it. Yeah. But he sounds like shit. Yeah. He sounded I awful. think the mate feed kill repeat was decent. It was decent. But Corey but not brought vocal it all together. Wise. Yeah. Not vocal wise. So he, I, I really hated his. I feel like up. Anders was trying to put it in more like an industrial hardcore feel yeah i just hated his everyone's wearing mask and he fucking just electrical, electrical tape. tapes his face <laughs> like okay i mean it's unsettling like Corey aims for but uh not good and then there's Corey who sees him live and is like fuck that guy i'm gonna do that exactly just <laughs> yeah. takes his fucking position i'm gonna be the singer for this band fuck this guy <laughs> exactly well they kind of had like a similar to disengaged uh feeling because disengaged kind of had a uh fill-in vocalist for a bit and I came and auditioned, I got the part, and then they told him that they were replacing him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that happens to me. Hey, 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 we'll tell you before we audition people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guess I better start learning how to sweet pick. 
You think I sweep pick, dude? Dude, he doesn't even sweep know. his house. <laughs> yes, I do. I sweep my room. Oh, good. There's one room we can walk in. Um, <laughs> You're welcome in my room anytime, baby. Uh, so I do believe, Dylan, we're going we're gonna to focus on you again. I know you've met Joey a couple of times. I believe you're the only one here who's met him, right? I haven't. I have not. And I have not I haven't either. even seen him. I kind of got a feeling like you I'm have. That's I crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, you give off that vibe of, I've I met, met Jordison. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially with my friends, because I've gotten so many like meet and greets. Not so many, but like I, always, I always try to get like trivia meet and greets. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like they expect me, and with all the tours I've done, tours I've done too, that they, they expect me to be know people. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I've I've never even seen Joey live, unfortunately. Damn. Neither have I. Like also, like if you're speaking of trying to get a meet and greet with like Slipknot, it's really hard because all the photos they may do it at different times, but because I never got to do that. Um, I've noticed they only do like three members at a time in their meet and greets, mm. and that's kind of. I weird. mean, that makes sense. Yeah, there is nine fucking up. members. Yeah. With any other band, that's like 90% of the band. Yeah, right? like there's only five of us, you know. Exactly. Like five yeah. or maybe a six-member band. You can right. do that in like 45 minutes, get bust that out before you go on stage. But you have nine exactly. people and that many fans. <laughs> that's going to take a long Well, you look at their like signings and stuff, and they got nine people lined up yeah, on they a have, table, well, and you're like, oh, my yeah, God, right. how long did that take? Yeah, yeah. right. So, Dylan, you've met Joey a couple times. You can feel free to tell both or just the one story but you know the, well the, the first floor one's is really yours. quick because it was one of those like get in take a picture have him sign something if you want and get the fuck out basically the second time but impeccable yeah, totally different story um so yeah the first time i met him I was at the great salt there here in salt lake and uh he was with scar the martyr they, ha- they hadn't even released the album or anything he was torn with danzig and me and my mom paid for like the vip thing which I think all I had to do, and a lot of people didn't know who they were at the time, especially Joey. I don't know why, but nobody clicked onto that. But all you had to do was buy, like, the EP or something, and you got, like, a free meet-and-greet pass. That's amazing. Yeah, and I was first in line. I was even walking with uh, – I know his name. I can't think of it now, but he's, like, one of the the crew guys for Slipknot, one of the big ones, and he came and got us from Merch. Dr. Evil? No, not Dr. Evil, but he's yeah. another one. He has a, he always wears a backwards hat and huge-ass beard, Mick but I Thompson. knew exactly who he was. Josh Rand. Come on, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> kind of looks like him with the beard and shit, but oh, yeah. um, I just saw him, and I started to just, like, get major anxiety. And, um, yeah, we first walk in to this, like, basically it's like their catering room is what it really was. And... um. I remember at the time because it's just it's kind of disrespectful because I love him at like I love him now and everything but like all of a sudden Kyle Conkill that's in Bad Wolves walks in first being the bass player and everything and then Jed Simon and all them walk in and I'm just like what the fuck where's Joey and they obviously save him for last because that's why we're there of course and um like the second he walked in I just felt like I was in a dream I'm because like, I mean you're meeting your literal hero yeah was it like that scene in Wayne's World dream. <laughs> I believe you can get Dude, me through basically a lot like it still kind of feels like a dream to me now but it took a while to wrap my head around that that actually fucking happened for the price of like a $15 EP or something yeah, it's yeah beautiful super cheap and I'm just still so excited for the second time and so uh yeah I just took a quick picture but it's funny because I had such bad anxiety my mom couldn't figure out how to take a picture on my phone and I didn't want her to fuck it up she's just like do I can't get it to work I'm just like 
mom, give me the you fucking better phone. find she a way. She laughs about this still today too. Like I'm just like, mom, give me the fucking phone, and I'm doing this, just fucking shaking super yeah. hard, and I'm just like, just don't fuck this up. Yeah. And I give it back because at the time you're like, this done. might be the only time that I'm meeting this man. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And like when Dylan gets nervous, which is rare, he does shake. Yeah. Like bad. That yeah, he just gets the shakes real bad, and I can only imagine meeting. Fucking Joey Jordison yeah. for the first time here. Even being like nervous, Michael J. Fox. Even be, even though I was so fucking nervous, I uh, made sure like it was just in my head like this could be my only chance. I like I don't, don't want to mess this up. up. I'm just like, yeah. can I please give you a hug? And I gave him a hug, and then it was over. Nice. Man. But yeah, dude, there was a big ass line behind us, but I was just like first right there, like ready yeah. to do oh, this. Yeah. You forgot to mention that when you hugged him, you came in your pants. <laughs> Shh, a little Twice. bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's not going to hear this, so you know you can tell him about oh, the big man. old load. Yeah, we're literally <laughs> here because he died. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, years later. <laughs> Fast forward. Years <laughs> um, I got married to my uh, beautiful wife, Shani. Hi. And no. Shout out, uh, <laughs> Shani. Uh, we were trying to figure out where to go on our honeymoon and shit, and. Out of all places, it was Billings, Montana, and everybody's just like, "Why the fuck would you go there?" But I was one of those people. Yeah, like, it's like <laughs> Billings, Montana. Like, I mean, to be fair, like, why the fuck Billings, Montana? Also, yeah. well, before you get to that, at the time he lived in Idaho, so it was like Billings was like an amusement park comparatively. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we were living yeah. in Idaho at the Still time. Still an eight-hour drive from there for some reason. Yeah. Oh, that's because I had to go around Yellowstone. That was a Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. If you don't want to go through and pay so, like twenty dude, bucks, it was fifty every bucks. Way. I thought yeah. he said fifteen. It's I was like, I'll take an extra hour, man. Fuck that. Oh, I ain't driving. I ain't paying fifty bucks to drive through. What time of year was it too? It's uh, about three o five p.m. It, it might have been like summerish, but that's okay. probably why. All right. But I was still just like, what the fuck, fifty dollars? But anyway, we get to Billings, Montana. We're in the hotel, and I decide to put on a post on Instagram. And I just put, like, so excited to be here for a honeymoon and all the way from, like, coming from Salt Lake. Um, like, we get to see not only my idol. I can't wait to see Vimic for the first time and shit. And it just so happened that my wife's favorite band, Motionless, was opening with no them. No shit. Yeah. I think it was uh, in this moment that was headlining. But oh, um, okay. That, still, that's that's yeah. a pretty so, solid lineup. Yeah, oh, yeah, for our honeymoon, it's like my idol and then my wife's favorite band. So oh, yeah. that's Perfect. why we're like, we got to go up there and do that. Your idol and your wife's spank bank. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're just sitting in the hotel and I make that post. And literally within like an hour, because I tagged Amanda, which is Joey's girlfriend, um, I tagged her and everything and she saw it and she sent me a message and was just like, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, like if you get there a couple hours before the doors open, um, just message me and I'll let you come back and hang out and that's badass. Just meet him. And How bad were like, you shaking when you oh, got that bad. DM? Dude, I I had like, is obviously I had a bunch of alcohol and shit. I'm just like right. taking yeah. a few shots. I'm like, Am I reading this I right? Like, are you fucking kidding well, yeah, me? Yeah, what I just read. New and wife, please, please read for me. I can't right now. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, this is bullshit. Like, this is totally fake, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, sure, shit. I go there. I fucking message her, and she's like, "All right, well, go around the line, come all the way up to the gate, 
just go through it and I'll just let you guys into the bus. And but get I, tackled by security. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew what the bus looked like. It's like a greenish with like silver outline of course on you it. Knew. And so I go yeah. through the gate and I just see it. Yeah, I'm just he sleeps like, oh, outside of it all the time. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he shit his bulk. Because before that door, they posted. You're ready to shit your fucking pants? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. Um, well, well, afterwards, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had posted before that tour like a picture of their bus and shit. Oh, okay. And so I'm just, I knew what I was looking for. And when I saw it, I'm just like, holy fuck. Like, and all of a sudden, like, Amanda comes out and just is like, yeah, guys, come on in and everything. I'm just like, holy fuck, this isn't happening. By the way, I haven't heard this story. I just know that it happened. So I'm oh, saying, yeah. I'm right here with you guys. Like, yeah. oh. I thought you'd heard it. Edge of our seats. Um, so, yeah, we're just sitting there in the main lounge of the bus. It's just me and Shaney and, uh, like Jed Simon from Strapping Young Lad. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Conkeel that's in Bad Wolves that I've mentioned. And then Matt Tarek and Steve Marshall that were with him at the time. And Kalen Chase. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm just sitting there. We're just bullshitting. Just talking about random shit. And all of a sudden, <laughs> there's a curtain in the back where the bunks are. Yep. And I shit you not, he walks total murder doll style and he's like <laughs> who let the fucking weirdos on the bus i said no fucking weirdos <laughs> oh my god no fucking weirdos on the bus and, and like total murder dolls man like yeah. it blew my mind i'm just like this is how i wanted this to happen because a lot oh, of yeah. people meet their idols and it, it goes, goes horribly yeah and yeah. they're just like they're the biggest fucking pieces of shit in the world <laughs> yeah. and like i don't like them anymore and i am so glad that i can say that is not the fucking case well yeah. that's because you knew before you even got on that bus you knew his entire personality yeah, you, know what I mean? you knew what <laughs> Dude, to expect if i was in the right mind and not having a little bit of anxiety it wasn't nearly as bad as the first but right. if i was in my right mind i would have just shot back i need this like just, <laughs> i need just, this just to give it back to him yeah. and see but i got this by the knife. way he has i need this in quotes on the very top of his notes i do <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> it's one of my favorite yeah um yeah it's one of my favorite quotes um but yeah we just kind of hung out and talked about drums and obviously music and he had just had like his brand new pearl kit come out the Oh, really the... awesome white one for Vimic that had oh, the uh, skeleton fuck. hands with the Vimic like logo on it. Right. That yeah, I was just like, "Are you loving it?" And he's like, "Fuck yeah, man! Like this thing's fucking awesome. It's one of the best kits I've played on." But I will say it's probably my second favorite of his, maybe third because the gold one for All Hope is Gone yeah. is probably oh, my the gold second hardware. favorite. Oh, but ooh, he did yeah. one up himself, I think, toward the end mm. with Slipknot. That last. Silver and black one was. I do like the silver, but that was pretty sick with the the hyper symbols. The gold is my favorite. Yeah, the gold is also my favorite. It just looks like clean. It's like a Cadillac. Yeah, perfect. Fun fact I can throw in here about that drum kit. I don't know if you guys knew. It came on it. What is is it ivory? What is in uh, elephant tusks? Ivory. Ivory. Is it ivory? Yeah. So no. All on the gold drum kit. All the You're slipknot s's, right all the slipknot s logos on around like every drum on every shell. There's ivory in those. Oh my! It had to be at least one. So not tusk. only is it gold oh, yeah. plated, <laughs> not only is it gold plated, it has fucking ivory in them. Jesus, that's gonna Dude, be so fucking. See, expensive. you just gave me more reason to love that kitty. Yeah, more, right? it is. Yeah. It is like the iconic one, and it's really fifty fifty, dude. Like that and that silver. I just love yeah. like black and silver I see for me black and gold is just prime yeah, and it's, oh, yeah. it might if oh, you yeah. take the hyper symbols off that kit it might be a little different yeah but the gold one is iconic 
Wasn't uh, so at the time he had his signature series of symbols on the black. Yeah, the Peisty. Yeah. I don't think that was a signature, but it was yeah, like something yeah. Peisty does. The, well, it was Peisty the with the S logo on it, right? Yeah. So yeah. what it is, oh, is okay, I know yeah. what you're never getting mind. at. That's what. Yes, Carrie. So yeah, okay, never mind. He came out with a. It's really bad to say, but it was a cheaper line of symbols. It was called Alpha, I think. Well, it's yeah. also kind of like how Sabian has their XSR line, which yeah. is like almost every single Sabian symbol is hand hammered, but the XSR yeah. is machine milled. Right. I'm true. getting hand hammered right now. Still um, just as good, but like nice. not the labor put That's into true. it. That's true. But if you yeah. listen to like people play them, they're, they are kind of like. I mean, they work. Yeah, they they're like good, a, but they don't have like that the, ring like they should. Well, there's no disrespect. I mean, I it's go. It's almost like the coding kind of. Yeah, but I mean, as I was far about to as say, like ZBT symbols, but not that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to that stuff, it goes by sound, not quality. At least true. for me. But oh, yeah. that was a line that he put out for promotion. Yeah, that's still. But obviously, cool. being a professional musician, a lot of people probably don't know this one either. He obviously was like, "I'm not playing those." So what they did <laughs> was take his classic 2002s and rude, rude, yep. Um, yep. series um, symbols, and they painted them to look like those. That's guys. exactly what I was getting at. And like you, actually, you told if you me look that. Close, if you look close, you can see the rude logo in 2002s or whatever. Uh, yeah. For the and believe me, he has looked close. Yeah. Kind of like how, oh, yeah. like uh, Jim Root from Slipknot and uh, not Bill Kale. Bill Kelleher, but the other guitar player, I'm blanking on his name right now from Mastodon. Like they have their own signature head from uh, Orange, but they play different heads on live. Hines. Oh yeah. No. Brett Hines. Hines. Yeah. Hines. Oh, they said Hines. Like not the, like ketchup. Yeah. Like Hines. <laughs> Brent Hines. Yeah. Yeah. Hines. They have they have their own signature heads from Orange, but they play different heads. Huh. On I mean, stage. I would. I would play myself. I mean, to be fair, if you couldn't like make your own, like this is what I play. Well, that's at the thing. If they just like, studio. hey, we're gonna slap your name on this for promotion, yeah. I wouldn't play it unless it's what I use. Yeah, you right. know, if it was like, okay, I wouldn't allow my name on an instrument or or you know whatever it is, yeah. the amplifier or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't allow it my name on it unless it was something I was gonna use or I custom designed, you know? Right. Yeah. Which is why Sure is never gonna give me a contract, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> I don't think Sure does that. Dude, they do. They do. They do, they do signature series, but they're that. like super limited. They mm, do sponsorships, but they're super limited. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't want to make this episode too long, but I do have quite a bit more to add to that story that I don't know no, dude, if you I've got all night. Okay, cool. So keep going. Um Yeah, so after we get just talking about drums and music and everything. One of my favorite parts is that, um, cause they're both down to earth people, him and Amanda. And, oh, yeah. um, she was just the one that put everything together. So I thank her the most. But, um, she, uh, like, so it, like, I don't know if you guys know, but Joey is not an internet person. He doesn't do like emails. Oh, and stuff. So Amanda does slowly, all yeah, the socials. Yeah. He for him. slowly got more and more into it over time. Yeah, they, he's mentioned that on. I yeah, think it, the Iowa like special feature. Or yeah, whatever. there's a meme and a quote that <laughs> yeah. goes with it where it's just like, "What the fuck is this internet thing?" <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, that was a great meme. Yeah. Fucking boomer. So I was talking to him about disengaged because he asked me what I do. And it got up to the point where he's just like, yeah, just tell Amanda and she'll give um like give you our email and shit and you can send us over your material and I'll check it out for sure. So I remember Uh-oh. sending him the whole like mass grave EP and I know he's heard it. Hell. Cause that was during the time abuse was being made. So I couldn't do that one because it wasn't done. Yeah. But 
yeah, it was just mass grave because that was our that's our better one at that time, and yeah, I, right. it just made me so happy to have that, dude. As long as he heard your fucking drums, that makes me so happy. Yeah, man. I'm not my, I'm not the proudest of those vocals because I was still learning at that right. time. But man, the, the fact least, that he heard you drum yeah. with his influence, I'm sure he oh, picked yeah. up. He's like, huh, all that's I know me. is that's that I'm happy yeah. knowing that he heard my band, and that's what matters to me. Exactly, so, that's beautiful, dude. Yeah, and basically, so after that, um, when we were saying our goodbyes, because they were just like. We got to get ready for show and all that. We got to warm up. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he was just like trying to figure out things he could give me. So he gave me like a pair of sticks and had the whole band sign them Ooh, and shit. That yeah. meant a lot. But what's crazy is like I was just thankful for the fact that I had this opportunity. And the whole time he was just like, Amanda, what else do I have? Don't I have some drum heads? I swear to God, I have drum heads in here. And she's just like, she's like, no, like I would give up, like I would do that for you, but they're on stage locked up in the cases and stuff. And he's oh. like, and like, we'd talk for a minute and then he'd be like, no, I swear to God, I have some in here. And she's like, you don't, I swear. He was like pushing really hard to just give me more and more. Oh, Dude, if I was Joey, and, I would have been like, talk to my drum tech. He can get right. him out. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. And, Class act kind of guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was pushing really hard, but I'm just like, man, I, I know a lot of people were greedy and they would want like everything they could, but oh, yeah. I was just like thankful for just, just even being that. on the You're bus. like, dude, I'm sitting like, here I, across I from that. you. There's nothing that you can give yeah. me that would be more than this. Exactly. And I, and I just remember just like being like, man, it's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to do that. But that just goes to show like his character, like oh, what yeah. type of guy that he was, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, I, I mean, that not one person that I've heard of after his passing has said like anything what a piece negative. of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's always, you know, he was the nicest person, the most sincere. And that's amazing. Loved right. his craft, yeah. loved what he did, loved the fans. Exactly. He, you only hear good things about Joey. I mean, you hear bad things about all kinds of artists who have died, but you only hear good things about Joey. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is that's true. Fucking And I've amazing. come across those like comments where they're like Oh, he's like stuck up. Everybody in that band just got rich and stopped caring about like basically locals of Iowa and stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what world do you live in? Like, there's no way in hell. Maybe you just took it the wrong way because everybody has bad fucking days. Yeah. Well, and and dude, I remember I was on tour. One of my first tours I did with Sabrosa, just driving for them. Uh, The singer Rebecca was telling me how one dude. Who has like a blog for like Doom bands? Uh, he came up to her and like, "Hey, you guys really played really well. That was awesome." She tells me that she said, "Oh, really? You think so?" Like being oh grateful. Like you think we did good? That's awesome. But yeah, being he, sincere. But he took it as, "Oh, you think so?" Oh my god! Like yeah. really? You think? so? And so he put it on his website that like oh, the oh biggest god, bitch the of them all. I tried to give him a com- compliment, <sighs> but it just thinks. Oh, you think so? But it's like, it's just, yeah, yeah taken the wrong way when yeah. that's not how it was meant. Interpreted different and they fucked it up. Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, um, but I mean, you got to understand the level of like, I don't even know how to say it, level of like celebrity or whatever. And then the amount of time and the impact that all of them had. And then Joey specifically after that much time, not, oh. not one bad thing. Exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. Like you really have to take that into consideration that many years. Right. And nothing bad was ever said about it. That's mm-hmm. like like you said that we've seen, you know. Yeah, but right. you think that would have come up already, and it hasn't. So Although I'm sure there are plenty of people here that think we're assholes. So oh, yeah. we'll oh. see. Oh, if you I think know, I'm not I an asshole, yeah, I listen, a wreck podcast. Asshole. Oh boy! <laughs> but you know, when it comes to me, it's just because I'm quiet. I don't yeah. like going out of my way to talk to people, even though like I appreciate fans of our band and stuff. Yeah. I'm just a quiet person. Oh and yeah, I, I mean this this episode here 
is the most anyone's heard you talk. And you've been, <laughs> I was going to say on the other two, I'm just like letting you take the. Lead. Oh yeah, and you've been on a you were on a couple episodes of the first season too. Yeah, and yeah. This is the most anyone's probably ever heard you talk. Well, well I mean, this. Life, is, yeah, so. I was going to say this <laughs> yeah. is very this is like, like Dylan centered. What I cared about, even so. though you know. I mean, we, also, we all love Joey, but I mean, this yeah. is Dylan's oh, yeah. episode. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. But also, to be fair, real quick. I don't talk much outside of Wrecked either. That's true. You are a really quiet person. Yeah. People wouldn't yeah, know crazy. that by listening to Wrecked. And then there's right. me that just never shuts up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you're never on. <laughs> why? Wouldn't you want a talkative person on a podcast? We have Eric right. on Wrecked. That's a good We're point. Good. Yeah, you're sad. <laughs> it's hard for any of us to compete with Eric. Yeah. Why would you want to? You'd lose. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I love you, Eric. Don't kill me. Dude, he could fold me like a lawn chair if he wanted to. He could so fold I bet me like a lawn I better chair. watch myself. <laughs> So, um, speaking of how, like, you were doing that podcast the other day with Battle Axe. Yeah. And uh, that was really cool, and I appreciate it. It was awesome. Um, but there was a moment where you were basically putting it out there. It's like, I'm pretty sure that Joey Jordison means more to Dylan than his own wife does. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's Joey Jordison up here and then Dylan's wife. And I told her about that. I think it was either this morning. No, I think it was yesterday. And... Um, she's like, that's totally fine. I accept that one. It makes sense. <laughs> the world now knows, dude. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, if they, uh, if they didn't before, now they do. Exactly. Now they know. But, um, <clears throat> I gotta say, if it wasn't for, like, Joey Jordison and Slipknot in whole, in general in whole, uh, I don't think Pine Walker would be a band either, really. Because I remember, uh, my singer Jason, uh, singer guitar player Jason just out of the blue one of the days we were in junior high I was an eighth grader he was a seventh grader and from out of nowhere I just end up in the band room because that's where most of my banyard my banyard friends would hang out (laughs) 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 yeah we were those guys but we would just hang out in the band room for whatever just because wait what did you do in the band I uh at that time I played trumpet I really thought you were about to say triangle. I was so happy. Start to the T. Is it triangle? <laughs> Trumpet. Dude, I was in percussion ensemble, and I literally, uh, my ex, Lisa, played triangle in a, sh- in a, in a concert, uh, a, con- a percussion ensemble concert. It was like a competition, and I played the crash cymbal, which is... If you've done crash cymbal in percussion oh, ensemble, yeah. it's just yep. mallets, and it's not Do you have fun. those uh, Peisty O2s? Oh, <laughs> you were like rolling on the cymbal or yeah crashing? rolling with mallets yeah oh, okay oh, wow so you were just cymbal not crash yeah it was yeah well yeah it was Although, a, you, you could still like move it was to the side a crash and crash it was yeah. a crash but yeah. it was rolling with those i eventually did do the two crash cymbals but that was the highlight of your band huh <laughs> it's the uh, highlight of his life buddy <laughs> well no it, it was it was fun because like the first <laughs> The, the 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 teacher didn't understand that not everyone knows how to play those instruments immediately, and so I just grab them and I do whatever fucking idiot does and just smash them together. And right. I was like, "That's what I'm like saying. every cartoon." He's like, "Do you know how to play them?" And I was like, "Yeah, boom." <laughs> That's well, that not cut, right. That it's, it's more of a roll, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got to kind of roll it off of each other. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still disappointed that my, neither my junior high or high school had marching band. Anyway. <clears throat> Like I would just find Jason and our other friend Will, like in our band room, like listening to Slipknot, and I'd be like, "Hey, I like this band." And if I, I remember correctly, it was around that school year that Paul had died. Oh shit! 
Yeah. But like we were friends prior. That. Was that 2012? 2010. 2010, yeah. But like, I was an eight after all hope, right? Yeah. Oh, nine. Yeah. No, two years. Oh, it was 08, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 08. Um, 08 was all hope, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, (laughs) I usually can keep track because. Why are you laughing? (laughs) This guy. Oh, I was like, I got the year wrong. Mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) I can usually keep track because Avenged Sevenfold self titled White Album came out in 2007 and All All Hope is Game. All hope, All hope is, is gone. Yeah. <laughs> All hope is gone came out in 2008 and then December 2009 Jimmy the Rev Sullivan dies. 2010 Paul dies. Damn. That's, yeah. That was that was fuck. definitely a yeah, was rough a moment. Bad group yeah. of years there. For real. But I think it was prior before Paul died that me and Jason started like sharing our musical experiences because like yeah. hey, you like Slipknot, I like Slipknot. Let's hang out. Yeah. And then, like, we get to high school, and prior to high school, like, me and him were, like, into Metal Eclipse, and so get to high school, we find this dude named Taryn, who was now our, one of our, like, not really backup singers, but, like, second singers. Like, he has a song to, a couple songs to himself. Nice. But, like, I just start stage crew, like, very first day of, like, stage crew, and... Mine and Jason's buddy that we went to junior high with, Jackson, he he's like, Hey dude, hey Nate, this guy over here, I'm gonna have him on lights. You should hang out with him. He likes met he likes metal eclipse. And I was like, Oh yeah, okay, that's cool. You've got stems metal eclipse in you. Oh, he's got some metal eclipse. <laughs> that's really cool. I really enjoy metal eclipse. It's a really good show. Dylan? Yeah, honestly, like if it wasn't Slipknot and Metal Eclipse and a Monomarth, Pine Walker would not be a thing. I hear so much of Monomarth in Pinewalker. It's amazing. That's what I tell I, I imagine to be more Yeti, but not Pinewalker. Well, I don't fucking know. I mean, still. But there is a lot of that in there. I tell people oh, yeah. when it comes to like, when I'm suggesting bands and I say Pinewalker, I'm like, just think like if Monomarth and maybe Mastodon had a baby. Yes. Yes. Um, so real quick, back to Percussion Ensemble, because I remember this. <laughs> and it, it, It's Slipknot-centric, but not necessarily Joey-centric. Um, still. I went to one of those competitions or, you know, whatever, um, and I had – it was very heavily influenced by Clown because at the time he was wearing a tie with his – it was during the S&M. His, yeah. It was All Hope Is Gone, his oh, yeah. S&M mask. He was wearing a full black button-down shirt and a tie, a tie that was way too small for him. Uh. And I had a pink tie. His was red. I wore a pink tie. That was way too small for me. Button down shirt. And I was like, yeah, I look like clown. I show show up to that competition and the band director guy looks at me and he goes, remember how we talked about musicians are up here, percussionists are here, and drummers are down here? (laughs) You look like a drummer. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! And he better the t- watch himself. <laughs> He's got three drummers mean. in. Oh my god! <laughs> at the time, I was still a drummer. Oh, so I was like, "Yeah, ah. bitch, I am." <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, that is kind of the tear. <laughs> it really right. is. Like, uh, yeah. okay, if you can't see, it's not a visual medium here. But musicians, top, top. percussionist, middle, middle, drummer, bottom. bottom. Yeah, exactly. And then you got beginning drummers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which actually, which is really what I was because I never passed the beginning drummer phase. But you know, he didn't know that, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Just one more, real quick. Okay. Like, percussion ensemble story. Like I remember in junior high, like one of those after school band room hangouts. I would set up 
we had one main Yamaha drum set, but for some reason we had like a bunch of other random uh, ensemble of drum set drums in the in a corner. I would I would set up two rack toms and two floor toms, and I would be like Chris Fane or Clown. I've we, never done we that. <laughs> oh yeah, I would totally just be banging on like floor toms and rack toms, just being. Just being one of the percussionists in Slipknot. Hell yeah. And I'm sorry, but I got to derail one more time with percussion ensemble. Uh, then we'll, then we'll get to last. another fun okay. fact. That was my last one. Well, time. I have one more part of that story. You thought it was over, but it's oh, not. Oh, it's so. never over. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll tell this story real quick. So when I was in percussion ensemble, we were finally learning roles, you know, and I, I didn't know how to do roles for shit. And uh, when we were learning them, I know, class was over and the next period was lunch. So I just kind of stayed in the band room and was fucking around. I think I brought a lunch from home that day, so I was just chilling. And I was like, a couple of other uh, percussion ensemble people were left behind there. Left behind. <laughs> but nice. uh, <laughs> I was like, guys, can we try and play this? And so I put Blister Exists over yeah. the speakers. We took out all the marching snares, which Bang. was like four of us. We did that with four uh, fucking snares. Oh, I've never felt so cool so in my life, dude. That is awesome. That was great because I've never got to wear a marching snare before or after. And it was so fun. <laughs> Actually, because of that song, I wanted to get like a marching snare and have it as my side snare. Same. Oh, yeah. as, like Joey did. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's the like because of him I wanted to do that too. Well, quick, it, like, quick quick tangent to Des' tangent. Hold I up, saw... hold up on your tangent. Okay. When in the early years of disengaged, I was like, Dylan, give me a snare for the end of uh hazardous. <laughs> Yeah. And we would put the snare on stage in the front during Hazardous, and the whole song I wouldn't play anything. And in the end, that why did we ever stop doing that? I want to continue doing it because it's a huge Slipknot influence. We need to we'll get into that in a band meeting. No, 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 no. Let's do that. Well, hey, you know what? Real quick, to my my tangent to Desert tangent, do it. I still have a marching snare drum that I borrowed from my band teacher in high school. That I haven't given back yet. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, cool. It was more. It was more. I'm, I doubt he's gonna hear this, but it was more so like I just forgot to give it back, <laughs> and he never asked for it. Back. Do you have like the full setup? No, uh, I got I got hooked up to a snare stand, but still, I just I have a, a marching snare drum at home. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's dope. <clears throat> Dylan, finish your story. I'm so, so sorry. No, you're good. Uh, you guys probably thought it was over with us just taking a couple pictures and being on our way, right? Exactly. Well, Not even pictures, close. That's what we thought. Yeah, those we, are some uh, good pictures. We thought. When we were leaving, I remember Amanda saying something like, "Don't like, we'll look out for you guys. Just try and be somewhere like up front. And of course, I'm going to get there. But right. He's always up are. front. Every time Joey's so, involved, he's up front. I did not expect this, though. So obviously, Ooh. she's walking Joey onto stage behind his drum kit. That's just what they did. She hands him his sticks. And Cute. she, like, turns and sees us and waves at us, okay? Nah, hell yeah, that's like, awesome. That's pretty fucking cool. Well, I shit you not, mid-fucking-set, full-fucking venue, okay? Okay. Yeah. Kaylin is just like, we have to point something out. There's a couple here on our honeymoon from Salt Lake City, Utah. They came all this way, and, like, basically just, they said, Dylan and Shaney, we're so happy you can make it. Oh and they, like, called us that... out, and all the attention was on us in that entire fucking stadium. And I'm just like, this is, like, too much. Like, That's 
I, that is I don't incredible. know that you've ever told me that. That's that would have awesome. been that's very awesome. But I'm just like, that was a lot. That's that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, and they just did like a shout out to us on stage in the middle of their set. That's so awesome. Like the closest yeah. thing I have is when Trivium came here in 2015 at the Royal. <clears throat> Excuse silence me. in the snow. Yeah, on the, on the, on the Why you gotta go the from their tour. worst album, dude? I, it's, Fuck it's you! It is not like, their worst album. It they, is their worst album. It is. No. I, I oh, you're love. Listen, I love Trivium. So hey, you know what? They have no much. bad albums. I love Trivium so much. I said I didn't no say it's bad. bad. Albums, I said it's, it's their, their worst. worst album. I love. They have no Trivium worst albums so anyway. Much, and that <clears> is their worst. Every one. band has a worst album. Carry on. Stop. <clears throat> <laughs> We're gonna have a Trivium episode one of these days. <clears throat> hey, I'll be there. All right. <laughs> uh, it was on their Silence in the Snow tour at the Royal. In 2015, I was only 20 at the time, and the Royal is a bar. But I had just turned 20 at the time, and I was hanging out. I got there early because I—that's what I do. Anyway, I don't care. Of course, when you're <laughs> a super fan, that's what you do. I show up like five hours early just to be like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" Uh, and then I hang out for like another three hours. But I—I I show up there like nervous as hell because like I'm a 20, I'm 20 year old, I'm scared to go into a bar, but. The one of the opening opening bands that was also on their own tour called uh, Hemlock was there. Oh, for we know Hemlock, very good. Yeah, band. they're they're awesome. And yeah, I just whenever somebody says that name, I only think of their sticker we saw when we were in the middle of Texas. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great memory. That's all I can think of now. Love tour memories. But just to make a long story short, uh, the singer Chad had got me into the ba- into the venue. Using I I used his ID, and whoever was taking IDs at the time just was just making sure that they were real and not whoever the picture was was me. She still <laughs> takes those same IDs, and I can tell you she still does the same thing. She doesn't even look at it. She just flips it, scans it, call it good. Hell also, yeah. good thing she didn't because you look nothing like Chad. <laughs> no, like the closest thing is we have a goat. We both have goatees, and that's about it. Yeah, he's got like what? He's he's got dreadlocks, huh? He's, yeah, he's got dreads. Yeah, but like, I get in at the start of the sh- at the start of the concert. First band goes on, and I'm walking in. They go on, and they're like, "We want to give a quick shout out to our good friend Nate. This dude is fucking badass. Just give him a hell yeah!" And everyone's cheering like, "Yeah, that's they're me, like yeah. he's only twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I didn't tell them at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they came back to the Royal at like April the next year. I was still 20. And I, was, I just wanted to be like, my friend, I was going to go to a hockey game with my friends, but, but I just want to say, hey, what's up? I'm here to buy a shirt. But they, I couldn't go in because I was still 20 at the time. I couldn't get a, a shirt. But I was like, I just told them like, uh, yeah, I'm 20. I'm, I'm sorry. But Chad was like, dude, that's fucking badass. You got in. I was like, <laughs> my man, you're fucking awesome. Hell yeah. That's, that's the closest I can get to a fucking Dylan story. Right? Oh, yeah, that's still fucking awesome. Yeah. Man. That is dope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go into... Need a jingle here. Another Joey fun fact from Dylan. All righty. We're going to talk two, about huh? this in another segment, but this, this still kind of counts. Okay. Um, besides being a musician, he's also a producer. Um. Fun fact is, is that him and Ross Robinson on the very on the self-titled album, it was only him and Ross Robinson that, that produced the that. With they produced it by analog only. 
Ooh, really? That was all analog. Yep, that was self-titled. Yep, self-titled. It was just Joey and Ross Robinson. That's amazing analog. Yep. I didn't know it was analog, but I, I imagine I knew they had Ross Robinson signed on as a producer. Yep. But like, it's it's no surprise to me that Joey would have a credit as producer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like okay. I had no idea it was analog. That's awesome. And so like besides Joey and Ross sitting down doing analog, like years later he still. Um, Got credit for uh, producing when he uh, produced Three Inches of Blood's Fire Up the Blades album in 2007. Which is a great album, and I only know he did it because of you. Yeah. And you know what's funny is because I told you, when I found out about it, I was like, really? Like, out of all bands, that was it? Because I told you, I like that band, but they have two vocalists, I think. I don't know if they they still do. Clean Singer and Screamer. They're no longer a band, actually. Okay. So it was the high vocalist that I just could not get into at the time. I could probably go back and like. Find it. It's, yeah. Oh, I was thinking high vocalist. Yeah, That's just there you, you go. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Um, I just could not get into those high vocals, and that really like threw me off. But I'm just like, holy fuck! Like this album does sound good, though. Exactly, because Joey produced yeah. it. Also, uh, I only like Three Inches of Blood because they were on the Brutal Legend soundtrack, and they played like. I think it's like two or three, um, three inches of blood songs. And I was like, man, this band fucking rips, dude. So yeah, that was, that's how I kind of got into it, you know? Oh yeah. Um, Justin, you had something you wanted to say. Yeah. I was just going to bring up, um, the same video that I was talking about earlier, where it's like, they were doing the Roadrunner studio, like yeah. drum sessions where he's just like doing a quick sound check, whatever. Um, the very beginning, like the way that video starts is they're in this fucking Beamer. Right. And, uh, you know, they're like, it's nighttime. It's fucking storming out. And he's just like, looks like it's going to storm like a motherfucker tonight. Welcome <laughs> to Iowa. <laughs> and then everyone in the, in the car chuckles. Yeah. It's like, right. And he, then, you know, he just sits down on the kit and just goes fucking ape shit in God mode. And that was from the Roadrunner thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like the little, uh, they call it a drum solo on YouTube, but it's just his little right. sound check and not little. But that know. video just is one of the other things that, like, it kind of defines him in the way that he's one of the few members that never left Des Moines. Yeah. He, yep. he's, he was still there, you know? And he would spend a lot of time down in Florida recently but other than that they were in des moines and he never left that and it, it, that video just shows that he's proud to be from there yeah. oh yeah well, well and then um, yeah i mean we'll get more into like his other bands later but like even in the uh, blood host video for scar the martyr oh yeah they're in des moines oh, yeah. you know? that is i there. that yeah. is yeah. fucking awesome i yeah. did not know that <laughs> yeah. that's amazing it's, well yeah, yeah it says it on the beginning corner. it says des moines iowa down the in the studio. bottom corner yeah it's, it says des moines iowa oh. outside the warehouse and then they're yeah, playing in they a warehouse the for the practice space let me sidetrack us a little more um on our first tour ever um you kept in contact with Amanda. And yeah, she I was going to bring this up. She told you, you fucking shithead. She told you where they recorded. <laughs> yeah, it's All called. Hope is I gone. think it's called Sound Farm Studios. Jesus, and man. we were going to do sounds that. Familiar. Do you want to say it or? Oh, it, it's up to you. Um, so we were there. We were playing at our, you know, Bog's Hole yeah. Avenue Tavern. <laughs> yeah. So we were there, and I'm just like messaging Amanda. I'm like, hey, we're in Des Moines, and we want to go check this out because I knew exactly what it was. Like, of course you did. That's that's the studio that he was headed to actually in that video. So that's funny, yeah. but. Um, that's where the score of the martyr album was done and everything. Cause he's like, I want to do that. The same place I did a hope is gone, yeah. but they wanted to, instead of being in LA or something, they went to sound farm studios in outside of Des Moines. And Dude, if we ever record anything in LA, shoot me. 
Why? It might be good. What's wrong with LA? Really? Yeah. Well, I, I, are you saying it's like trendy? Kind yeah, of? I just I don't, don't want to go right to word. LA. If All kinds of good bands have recorded. I'm in not LA. saying that they haven't. I'm just saying I yeah. don't want to record it. I'm just. I think it's just like a. Trendy, you can record here. We're going to go to LA. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were just sitting there. I'm just like, I want to see if they can like give me an address to it because I kind of knew the area, but I was like, I don't know because it's out. It's literally in the middle bumfuck yeah. Egypt. So <laughs> I love yeah. how you keep saying that. Like, <laughs> in the last few weeks, I've never heard you say it, and then just bump up Egypt. Egypt. Dude, I say BFE? that all the time. I've never. BFE. I say that all the time. I've known him since I was twelve dude, years old. I've never heard him say that I until like call, the last two weeks. Dude, I know Dez has heard me say this because I call fucking Idaho bumfuck Egypt. All I the also time. call. Oh Idaho no, BFE. the first time I ever heard you say it was uh, two weeks ago, when we, or was it a week ago when we went camping? Yeah, you just because we were in bumfuck Egypt. Egypt. We I gotta know. go to bumfuck Egypt to go camping, dude. Here we come the arms. Camp. Here's proof. Here come the arms. Side story, real quick. Here's proof that it's bumfuck Egypt because this motherfucker ran out of proof. gas as we got up. Oh to yeah, the oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we, we were heading up to the campground, and he was like, "Okay, so it's this far to like the checkpoint, and then we go on for like another seven or eight miles, whatever it was." And I was just like, "Oh, whatever, I'll be fine." You know, I was sitting at quarter All road. I can make it. I can make it. Yeah, I was like, "I'll be good." You know, it'll be totally fine. We're like three quarters of the way there, and my fucking gaslight comes on. Yeah, Jesus, and, and I'm so, like, bro, how the fuck? Like, I'm not gonna get out of here. So it's hilarious because we were pulling up to the campground, and I'm just like, thinking, and his wife, or yeah, no, was well, he? Yeah, I, I made the comment. Yeah. Well, we we both kind of did. It just kind of came what out. What if like, someone runs it, out of gas? Yeah, because we were thinking about how far out we were. Yeah, and we were just like. What if somebody ran out of gas? And then both of us were just like, bet it's Justin. <laughs> like, same fucking time. Well, dude. no, then, she was like, I'll call my mom and be like, hey, Justin ran out of gas. Yeah. Just as a joke, but it was me that ran out of gas. Yeah. And I needed some <laughs> yeah, assistance. Yeah, there was a couple jokes in there. And then all of a sudden, come find out, he's like, hey, so uh, funny, funny story, story, I'm out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, no fucking way. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, yeah, but, Gaslight came on. We were like, I don't know, still a mile away, something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be uh, living out here now. Yeah, we're way up in the mountains outside of Bear Lake. But yeah. um, back to bumfuck Egypt, <laughs> oh <my God>. Iowa. <laughs> um, lovely bumfuck place. Bumfuck Iowa. <laughs> lovely place. But we were going to go to Sound Farm Studios. And um, yeah, so she sadly sent me back a message saying, well, it's no longer that anymore. And it's uh, like bed and breakfast or something now. Yeah. And right. I was like, God damn it. Because that's where outside of that. They did all those shots with the uh, big head masks. Yeah, the plaster Paris kind of shit. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, all yeah. of that was done. Not no, sure. paper mache, that's what I meant. Wasn't yeah, that yeah. Jamaica, Iowa? It, it could have been, yeah. No, I, yeah, that, Jamaica, yeah, Iowa. I think that's where Egypt. it was. I think Bruh, that's, I think that's where the studio was. It's, really? Yeah. No shit. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I remember looking into I this figured... pretty deep while we were sitting there bored off our ass. Okay. I remember looking into that, and that could be correct. Yeah, because I remember watching the, like, BTS for Psychosocial that, like, a lot of the, like, pre-shots, where it shows, like, the fields of corn, the Iowa flag, and it yeah. says Jamaica, Iowa. It's like, yep. what the fuck? And then it turns to Slipknot first. Like, it does that for a couple seconds, and it turns to Slipknot. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Jamaica? Right. What the fuck? Well, there yeah, was, there was. I didn't know that existed either, but I, that's why it rings a bell because I was like, "There's a Jamaica in the United yeah. States. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this?" Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It, it's it's way more boring than actual Jamaica. Imagine oh, being yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm from Jamaica," and they're like, "What?" You're like, "Oh, Iowa." I'm from Jamaica, Iowa. Like being as pasty white as you can be and saying you're from, you're from Jamaica. That's me. Oh, and then yeah. like Jamaica. Iowa. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like you're Iowa. saying, oh, yeah, okay. no, I'm from Paris, Tennessee. Yeah, so Tennessee. it's an Airbnb. Yeah. That's what it is. 
I remember like the first time I was on tour in Iowa, I thought, you know, I can get why there are flat earthers here because holy shit. Because apparently <laughs> all the earth is flat. Um, so there was a couple reasons we didn't go. One was that it was a and b but also it was like a three-hour trip, round trip to get there and back. And we had to play in a few hours, I think. And so we were all like, sorry, Dylan, we're not going to make it. He was a little upset. Of course I was. I know. <laughs> But, you know, one day we'll get out there, we'll take some pictures in front of it, and not have to pay for the B&B. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked it Next up. Next time we go, we'll uh, make some extra yeah, time. it's an Airbnb now. Yeah. So, um, Maybe we'll stay there. I was going to say, let's fucking stay yeah, there. I'm sure it's the same building, so fuck yeah. Fuck um, yeah. yeah just, drums are still set says, up. <laughs> yeah. She just let me know that they sold all the gear and closed it and turned it into a living space, uh, or turned the living space into an Airbnb. But, um... There is plenty to see in Des Moines, and we've always had a great time. But oh, yeah. We have a, good, a lot of good friends in Iowa. If any of you yeah. are listening, shouts out. You guys are awesome. Continue to throw corn at us and give us chocolate milk. Oh, That's yeah. I think best. I talked about on a wrecked episode, they brought us ears of corn on our last tour. Yeah, that was They brought us hilarious. like six or seven ears of corn just just fresh out of the field. Because, you know, they're I everywhere. know Boomer was one of them, because he's like, here, you'd love this or something. Exactly, yes. Throw some ranch on it. And also, Fuck what is with the ranch? <laughs> what is the name of their chocolate milk? Oh, my Chalky God. Chalky milk. Somebody just tagged <sighs> us in this, too, they did, the other they... day, and I can't think of it. Yes, it was really good. But every time we are in Iowa, they bring us chocolate milk, because the first time I was there, they were like, have you tried this chocolate milk? It's amazing. And I was like, I love chocolate. Chocolate's is it fucking YooHoo? No, no, dude, no, I dude love it's you. better than that bullshit. You did not just say that. No, dude, I'm telling you. Dude, it I'm is, telling you. Dude, it's way better than you. Am I fucking I wrong, Des? I'm fucking, I'm not joking. Oh, no. Yoohoo is just, it's good. I'm not really it's, talking shit on I it, was but when you have. raised on that shit. It's fan-fucking-tastic. I'm, I'm telling you, it is straight up some of the best chocolate milk I've ever had. Probably the best. Straight up. I am trying to find what the hell it is well, called. While you think of that, I can just say the one like the number one thing that we still haven't done and I really want to do is go find Paul Gray's grave. Yeah. And we will. And we will. I know it's on our list. It's AE chocolate milk. Yes. Anderson Eckerson chocolate yes. milk. And they bring us so on our last tour, uh Ben, really cool dude. Uh I don't know if he wants me to say his last name on here, but Ben, um he didn't really have the time. I don't think he was able to attend our show that time. But I he, think he was helping at the other uh, bar out there. Yeah, he was something. doing. He runs karaoke out there, so he was running. Isn't he the night. one that gave us the John Beer? He is. Sure. He's the, he, John he, he Beer. He plays in a Fuck, band called yeah. John Beer. They're a cover band. Hell yeah! And yeah. they sell these great John Beer shirts. That's that are a great highlight of tomorrow. Just the John Deere logo with the deer passed out drunk. What do you know about John Deere? What you know about John? Nothing. Beer? We know. We know John Beer. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so he like came in the back parking lot and he texts me and he's like, "Hey, come outside. I got something for you." I go outside and he's got like little personal size chocolate milks for the whole band. Fuck, just, like the. I was going to say, fuck yeah, but like the ones you find at, or like the ones you get from like school. Yeah. Well, no, not, not well, like the bottles, like yay oh, tall, okay. you know? Yeah. yeah. Still, yeah. Dude, personal size of chocolate milk for me is a fucking gallon, and I'm lactose intolerant. Weren't the ones in school the ones like kind of Capri Sunny where you put the straw through? The one, the, oh, no, the you're carton. talking No, it's cartons. like the actual the carton, carton, yeah, the yeah. cardboard that you yeah, fold yeah, open. That's right. Yeah. Yes. They, that's right. Uh, he brought us those, and then before we left, every time we go to Iowa, I do this. I go buy a gallon, <laughs> throw it in our cooler, and keep it for the way home. It's Smart. amazing AE chocolate milk if you ever get the chance. Yeah. But Justin, now, when you have it, 
you'll understand. I need a Yuhu and I need this AE like side by side. Dude, you will definitely be like, fuck Yuhu. Yeah, dude. I'm sure. I don't know if you'll ever get me to say those words. Dude, there is so much artificial shit in Yuhu, I bet you, that like it's not even actually. I don't care. It tastes good. That is straight from fucking Iowa, dude. Like farm dairy bullshit man like it's straight up chocolate <laughs> oh, milk i'm okay. telling you that all right i, I only believe... explained it that way because that's how they explained it to us so oh, this is I... dylan he's passionate about joey jordison and chocolate milk dude, <laughs> no, you dude, have no idea it's he's a little Iowa. passionate about it but i as the chocolate fiend of the band i don't even like sweets and i love chocolate, chocolate fiend milk. i had an entire thing of chips ahoy while we were shopping at walmart before we even checked out that's just because you're a skinny fat you're you're like fat <laughs> on the inside but you're skinny on the it'll outside. hit him one day but I don't want to talk I about that. I hope day. it hits you one day because then I'll be like, ha ha ha, fat jokes, bitch. But uh, <laughs> no, like this is legitimately the best chocolate milk I've ever had. They tell me that there's a few flavors. Like they've got like a, I think like an orange creamsicle kind of flavor yeah. and like a root beer flavor. I've heard that root beer one is actually really good. But the chocolate milk is what it's about. We need to get off chocolate milk. So Dylan, <laughs> can you hit me with a Jordison fun fact? Um. So we're going to talk about associated acts later, but yeah, I can yeah. I can probably just turn this into uh, a fun fact. Um, besides the like bands he's actually played with and stuff, we can just like sum this up to studio work, I guess. Okay. So he's done studio work on drums yeah. for Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, and one that I didn't actually know for the longest time is he was on the OTEP album. No House shit. of Secrets. Really? Yep. He was on OTEP. Huh. Yep. Huh. You know, I'm not a fan of the people, well, specifically just well, the lead singer. We were before o- some situations, yes. Yeah, mm. before some live situations where we had to open for them. Yeah. Literally More two in a row were really terrible. Hmm. But the music but is yeah. pretty fucking good. I've heard stories about this. Is her name OTEP or something like that? Yes. Something OTEP. She I is think. OTEP, yes. But, but I yeah, don't know I've if heard that's actually she, her name. That's I've, what. Yeah, I've heard she can be a bitch. Oh, she can uh, be. I, yeah, I, we can gonna, talk about it off the podcast. There's that is another stories. podcast. Yeah, topic. that is a whole other podcast topic. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll we should have a whole it. topic about like just shitty musicians. There, there's, there's, there's a story I got about that that really pisses me off. So okay, bef- so before we move into the next part, I do want to tell one of those OTEP stories real quick. Okay. The thing that pissed me off more than any other inconvenience, which m- should have pissed me off more was there is a whole segment in their set where she, like, just talks shit on men. Like, men in general. Yeah, that's one of the bad sexism ones. and stuff. And then you look behind her, and There's all her dudes. whole band is dudes. <laughs> it makes you wonder, like, what hmm. the fuck is going through your head? Like, Biggest cuts only, in the world. It's, only men, exactly. it's yeah. only men supporting your act right now, and you're going to do that. I mean, I would get it if it's, like, an all-female group, and you're like, oh, yeah, fuck them. Even yeah, then, like, I'd still be like, okay, well, fuck you, too, but... I know it's a little off topic, but do you know how like Tommy Vexed is like a big deal right now because he's having like yeah I I don't want to get into his politics. you can't hear but my eyes just rolled back in my head about <laughs> yeah. four miles but I just want to say that like watching how he's going after Bad Wolves and saying this is the biggest like lawsuit of the year and stuff watching his live show and him doing his little rants you can tell that every supporting member of his group is just like. Not really there. They're in. For, they're into it for the money. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You can tell. I, and like, it drove me nuts to watch it. I, I watched it, but I was like totally disagreeing the entire time. But I'm just like, this is so fucking awful. I don't remember the quote or who it was from, but someone said that Tommy Vex, the way he's handling things, has like um, radicalized their, like half of their fan base against Bad Wolves. No, yeah, they have. I follow all of them. No, and, it's also because, uh, oh, what's the singer's name? Vexed. Tommy Vexed. I thought it was a guitar player. No, no that's Doc a, Coyle. And, uh, Doc Coyle from uh, Godfrey. Okay. And then Kyle no, Punkio was the bass player. Then, and... yeah, then Vex is like, yeah, no, Bad Wolves are piece of shit, pieces of shit. Don't listen to them. Like, holy shit. Yeah, they, are you it's kidding? Like, but it's up. only Vex saying, like, it's only Vex. Yeah. But Doc he was Coyle even trying to get like, a lawsuit against them because apparently. He still is. Supposedly, the management. Had said some racial slurs or some shit, which is Zoltan Bathory. That was that was way after the fact. That was way after way after the fact. And then prior to that, he was like, "I've never experienced racism in my life. It's not a thing. Institutional racism isn't a thing, anyway." And if it wasn't for like following Doc Coyle and Kyle and all them, I would totally like stop following Vexed. But I need to see both sides, so I'm just like, I need to make sure that. Who's saying what? Like, it, it sucks. But the thing is, is when you follow that band, is everybody's like, Vexed, you are this band. And Ugh. we need to get one thing straight. He is not the he band. He is not the band. John Bachlin, the former drummer of Devil Driver, hmm. started that band. Okay. It's his it's brain his band. He left Devil Driver and had been working on that for years. Exactly. Also, with the whole Vex thing, this is not... The lawsuit of the year. You know why? Because you can find out about the lawsuit of the year on episode seven of That Bites when we talk about how ScarJo is suing Disney about the Black Widow movie. But that's not this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, really. I read about that. and I didn't My even... only comment is, is like, if they're in the right, then that's one thing. But it's like Disney, I would never touch them. Oh, they fuck are the no. biggest. Company Nobody in the world, can man. touch them. I exactly. feel like they are the biggest company in the entire world. Just a quick little tangent, though, you know is of. they had a contract. With, they had a contract with Marvel, which is Disney, though. Now, exactly, yeah, yeah. it is now. It like is when now. when Black Widow was in the making, Marvel is Disney. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. anyway. Anyways, we'll, check we'll, out that bites for more. We'll cover that when I'm the host. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it doesn't make sense for Otep to be talking shit on men when her group is all men. Man, that's like, how we got be, off on this. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, this <laughs> is about be, Joey. Like, what are we doing? Wouldn't you be it's totally uncomfortable with we that though? But it's because he played drums on the uh, House of Secrets album. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Well, I know we're just shitting on Otep. But there's another <laughs> man she hates, but apparently was a fan of um so let's get into our next segment uh which is what dylan's been waiting for i want to talk about the bands joey uh headed up all of his main bands not the associated acts but the bands that he actually played in uh more long term dylan i believe you're the only one who can give us the entire list. What what was his I can first? Only, yeah, I was gonna band. say. Do to be you fair, guys know what his very first band was called? Me and you literally talked about it this week. Oh, his very first band. And I can't. Oh, you remember still can't the remember name. it. The name is hard to remember. That's what it is. It's really hard to pronounce. Wasn't, unless you oh. know what it is. What Never is mind. It? it starts with an M. Yeah, it's not murder. Anybody dolls. knows what it is? Not murder. I was about to say not. pale ones. But oh my no, god, was it Mastodon? No, there was bands before murder. That would have been like ninety four for Joey. Yeah, Mastodon was two thousand. Oh shit. Okay, so. So there's a lot of like weird ones, but the very first one that he had 
was Modifidius. Modifidius. I've heard that name. Yes. That is what it is. And that's his very first one. That's what he considered to be his baby. And um, he was doing that for a long time. And then, like, Paul Gray had a band called, like, Body Pit. Yeah, Body Pit. And um, Joey confirmed that he was never an actual member of that. But he did fill in quite a bit for that band. But he just couldn't. It was like I was loyal to Modifidia, so I couldn't just jump ship and be part of this. But even though Paul was pushing real hard, he's like, I can't. It's not like Stone Sour anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) That's Um, another story. But uh, after that, he was in the Rejects. Rejects. That's the one I always remember is the Rejects. And Were they all American? Yep. Yeah, so if you ever want to see quiet, um, I won't get into names and stuff, but if you ever want to see shit on Facebook, I follow a lot of members from the rejects and I can show you some old school fucking shit, dude. Please do. It is fucking awesome. Hell yeah. From like the late 90s. It is so cool. And the only reason the rejects stopped happening is because Slipknot took off. That makes sense. Sometimes you just gotta. That's the only reason. I'm sure. Um, But. Like, so the rejects basically turned into, um, like Wednesday 13, he actually was the bass player for the rejects. Hmm. And then he was, he was doing like Frankenstein drag Queens. I think is what it's called from planet 13. Yeah. Don't, Frankenstein drag Queens. Yeah. Don't think yeah. I heard of them. So yeah, that was, it's basically pre murder dolls, murder. Dolls. That's Wednesday 13's ah, okay. group before murder dolls. And then when Joey and Wednesday 13 got together, they made the murder dolls based off of, so the first album, um, is uh just demo it's songs from both the rejects and frankenstein drag queens and they just made them murder dolls and that's what made their first album all right but it's a glorified demo even though that's a first I mean, album to yeah. fans but it's a it's a fucking great yeah. album it's, it's well, one I mean, of my like, favorites for me yeah. and dez like i'm sure there are a lot of people that consider ember to inferno the demo album even though it yeah, it might have yeah. been on, might not have been on Roadrunner, but it was on a established record label. Speaking trivia right. wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. they and later it's good that they actually re-recorded and redid some of those songs. Oh fuck, right. They are so good after redoing it, dude. Right. The version of Pillars of Certain, oh, Pillars of Certain, so Sin, Sin of the Sentence. Oh my, oh god. my god, so, so, so Alex bent on drums. Yes. Oh, yes. anyways, but yeah. So like, how if you know the Murder Dolls, it's. Like the fans would always know, like for years and years, like that. On, like only that first album was like that was the first album to us, basically. Exactly when, until they did. Yeah, yeah, when they went to like I think it was up in like Beverly Hills. They it was just him and fucking Wednesday. They went to a mansion up there and they recorded and lived um, during like they they lived and recorded women and children last in that mansion, basically. Almost um, like Volume Three. Basically, yeah. yeah it's right. Houdini that Mansion, even though okay. it's not Houdini Mansion. It's just what it's called. Okay. It's basically the same thing. All right. Um, if you haven't seen the videos from that, I highly oh, recommend fuck. it. It is fucking Gotta watch great. those videos. A lot of Mad Manager. I got I this you, knife. If you don't know what Mad Manager is, it's that a good is the knife. series. <laughs> You'll see a shit ton of mad, er, uh, murdered all stuff within those. Mad um, Manager, Mad Manager, Mad yeah. Manager. Even on my paper right here, it's like, who brought the fucking wolf? If you remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Who my, shit them pants? My favorite. Ah, wreck ah. callback. My favorite is water. Yeah. No one drinks water. Right. And that's still a saying in this band today. Yeah. And disengaged. Like for us, for disengaged. Constantly. Water. The number of times that I've heard that. Yeah. Nobody drinks water. From, and that's I, where. Me and Des stay hydrated. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Right. But. 
I have to do so, it for my supreme vocal skills. I know, I your don't, supreme vocal I don't think oh. I don't think this quote comes from that mansion because, like, I think it's Ramon, maybe Roman. I don't know. Um, and like Jack Tankersley, the bass player and shit, was there. Um, they one of them said, "I need this," and then Joey's like, "I got this," and they go over to a piano and they start doing the notes, and he's just like. I need this. And it just starts going. And that's how it became a saying because later on the murder dolls toured with Rob Zombie. And then that's where a lot of the, I need this with like the crew and <laughs> I need everything this. started. I need this. Uh, yeah. So he was also, you didn't even mention that he's in Slipknot. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, Wait, he was in Slipknot? Wait, Joey was in Slipknot? Dude, oh I my know. God. Yeah. I had no idea. But, so yeah, we went from the Rejects and Frankenstein Drag Queens mixing together. But yeah, Slipknot was a thing, obviously. Um, I hope so. But they took off so much that if, he couldn't do anything else until, like like yeah. I said, the Women and Children last album didn't happen until 2010. Yeah. yeah. If I remember correctly, uh, Clown was the, was the drummer for Slipknot until... They were like, hey, Joey, do you want to be drummer? I'm yeah, pretty sure that's how it happened. Yeah, because yeah. it started out with, like, the clown is the head of all of Slipknot. Oh, he is the to, mastermind. Like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He had the image and everything. He had everything um, down for that band. And then there's Paul, and then there's Joey. Those three really made up yep. Those the, were the, three the beginnings main, of Slipknot. Yeah. They were the OG members. Yeah, because, you know, Fuck. like, everything for Slipknot was not laid down until I don't know if you guys know this one either. Another fun fact for you. Another fun um, fact. All right. Clown and uh Paul would meet Clown up Paul. at <laughs> Clown and Paul <laughs> Clown would Paul. meet up at Paul Clown. Joey's work, which was a Sinclair gas station. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I love that they, picture of him was, riding the dinosaur yeah, in the ghetto. During yeah. the, grave, the graveyard shift hours. And so they would, like, he would barely deal with anybody. So they would just sit there and hammer out all details for Slipknot and just go over everything. Hell yeah. That's that's where it started. And I, I think it was actually in Urbandale, Iowa, where that mm, Sinclair was. Sure like, it wasn't in Jamaica. I hope it's still there, like, but I highly <laughs> doubt it. I, I almost wonder if he was at, like, a truck stop style gas station. He could have been. Because. At least in Utah, the get the Sinclair gas stations here, even in the Utah area, like Wyoming, Colorado, all the surrounding states, you can't find anywhere where you can sit down. Yeah, you, and definitely. work things. What's out. weird about the ones that are in the city itself in Salt Lake, or they're just like they're not the truck stop ones, but they're like mixed with like I see the Sinclair sign, like the gas, mm. but then it's like a holiday and shit. Like, yeah. It's mixed yeah. with things. It's, oh, not, it's just the it's gas not a station. full on Sinclair. Yeah. It's mixed well, with Well now I have I haven't seen a holiday in forever. Like nowadays it is Sinclair. Yeah, I think there's only like three Sinclair dinosaurs in Utah. Yeah. One right by my house. Nice. Yeah. And there's one as you come out of the canyon from uh into Logan. From, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, Logan. I'm sure you just saw it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> when we just went to Logan to play. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, where were we? Uh, I don't fucking know. Oh, bands, bands. So Yeah, after, we're starting on after bands Slipknot? that he's played with. Oh, right. Um, well, yeah, so he did Slipknot, and then, well, I don't think there's another... Well, do you want to go into... The associated acts? Do no, it. just the bands no. he mainly. Just the bands. Yeah. Okay. yeah so then well, after gone. that, there was the 
well, he started Scar the Martyr, mm-hmm. and then the split happened from Slipknot. Sadly, yeah. like, yes. For Unfortunately, that was reasons. But and then Joey, really wa- to, I don't know really what. It, do you that, know what but, it was, Dylan? That why Scar the Martyr, quote unquote, broke up. Yeah, like why did they? So, like, why did he, split why did Joey make Vimic without because, Derek Henry? Oh yeah, Henry Derek. Yeah, you, Henry you Derek. Got it, you got it. Derek but, Henry. Yeah. Okay, backwards. Well, anyway, strike that. Um, reverse it. So. <laughs> It so Henry Derrick like even posted some crazy shit on Facebook the other day because of this situation, but um, at the time I understood that there was just a like even if you watch the interviews with just burping into the mic now it's huh? just Joey and him <laughs> and like leading back to like where you uh, made the comment of like he found a vocalist that wasn't popular. If yeah, you like, watch those j- interviews, he's very like yeah. he's watching everything he says. Like, like for it's very uncomfortable for kinda. Scar the Martyr, he didn't. He said he didn't want it to be a super group right. because he had a uh, guitar player from uh, Strapping Young Lad. Yeah, it Jack was Simon. him from Slipknot, and yeah. who else? And Scar the Martyr. Yeah, Scar Kyle, Scar the Martyr was still with him. Okay, and then um, there was another guy named Joey, but I can't remember his last name. Jonkerson, really I believe. really threw me off. Um, That's a lie. Shut up, Des. But, oh, and then Chris Norris. Right. And I can't think of the famous band he's from, but he was in, he's a well-known artist, guitarist. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that was Scar the Martyr, but, yeah, if you watch those interviews, he was just really... It was kind of uncomfortable because I felt like Joey is kind of having to babysit him on like what he says about yeah. certain things and oh yeah, um, but yeah, I just heard that he, like I saw them on the like Living Dreads tour. That's what it was the with Living Rob Dread. Zombie. I saw them right. at the Darkest Maverick Hour. Center. Chris Norris. That's what it is. Ah, okay. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Um, I knew what it was. I just couldn't think of it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I saw them on that tour, and then all of a sudden, like at the Maverick Center, and then all of a sudden, not too long after, it was like they were just disbanded. And I feel like yeah. there was like something between Henry Derrick and Joey. I don't mm-hmm. exactly know, yeah, because they don't they're not public about certain things like that. That but was they that just was kind one of thing. fell apart because everybody else stuck with them except Henry, and then that other Joey guy because he did the samples. Yeah, uh, the Joey thing, guy did the samples for him, and then Matt Tarek took over. Yeah, that was one thing was that kind of irks me about like the Scar the Martyr two Vimic. Yeah, is that like Joey was always silent on the things, and yeah, he I, doesn't want to be the focus of it though, and I understand. And that. not even being the focus, it's like he doesn't want that to be the headline of yeah. the internet. Yeah. Of course, because like when you're in the most famous band, when you were in the most famous band on oh, the yeah. lineup, then you start sense. your own band, and then that band breaks up. I would also not want to be the focus in that situation because it's like, oh, it's just getting off my old cloud. Yeah, and all that, yeah. You know? I get yeah. that. Also, with Scar the Martyr and all that fun, that kind of I believe Scar the Martyr happened pre the breakup with Slipknot, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like it was it was like right when before. I first met him. He was still in Slipknot. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So like, the thing is, the day that he left Slipknot or was kicked out, debatable. Um, I thought it was kicked fucking, out. Like, it's kicked out. He said multiple times, I did not leave. He yeah. did not leave. No, do you want I me to specify? I guess it's not debatable. Do you, do you want me to specify what happened? In a second. But the day that we <laughs> found out that Jordison was no longer in Slipknot, 
it was another situation where I immediately said, oh my God, I have to call Dylan because that's exactly what happened when he died. When Jordison died, I was like, oh my God, I need to make sure Dylan's okay. I did yeah. the exact same thing. Exactly. I was like, dude, I I'm so worried yeah, about dude, you. Every yes. single one of them. Because I won't get into it. And, but my, and my mom called me. Yeah, I won't oh, get yeah. into it. Exactly. But there was some other stuff that happened when we were camping that I was just like, I hope this guy's okay. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I was in yeah, the middle of work. Can, basically, my boss passed away. So this has been a oh, really fuck. rough week. My boss passed away. And a lot of people would be like, you know, Fuck my boss. Like, you know, yeah. it's not funny be- but no, like, like, you when were anybody close dies. With but this person. Oh, yeah, no. Like, but most people are like, I hate my fucking boss, but I actually love this boss. Yeah, yeah you were close with him. Yeah. And so I was like really butthurt up camping. It was like the yeah. day before last. And-, and then as soon as, you know, because, you know, the whole band's in a group chat. And so he sent a screenshot to the group chat. Yeah. And I was like, this dude, like, I, I'm worried about him. You exactly. Know? The, the, the day that I found out uh, he had parted ways with Slipknot. I I was like, this is going to be the worst day I'm ever going to hear from for yeah. Dylan ever. Little did I know that there is one worst day. Yeah. And oh, boy. Literally less it. than 10 years later. Exactly. Way exactly. Yeah. As far as the Slipknot like, split goes with Joey, it's really hard because, like, you know, like I specified, he's literally one of the first three founding members. Yeah. Um, and like I remember when that happened, like Corey made a thing on the internet, like Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Jim had made a thing on Facebook, I think, and so did like the Slipknot page. And I I didn't hear Joey's side of the story, so I thought, no, oh, this must yeah, he forever. waited. A yeah, long this must have been amicable because I didn't. I had never seen Slipknot before that point, so in my mind, I was like. Oh man, like maybe Joey just can't do it without Paul. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get but that, but you, yeah, he came forward a long time later and was yeah, like, "Slipknot is about my baby." I would never. Later. Well, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the first time it scared me when he went silent. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like about complete to lose my radio idol. silence. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, not to get too fell into off it. the face of the earth. Yeah, it, yeah, that's the first time I was like really worried something bad happened. Yeah. yeah. But then, like now that it's happened, I was obviously worried again because it's been like since 2018 since his last interview. So I started to get that feeling all over again. Yeah. It's sad that this time it happened, but I had that same feeling years ago. Yeah. When the Slipknot thing happened, and it really fucking sucks. But yeah, um, basically, the, the thing that pisses me off is like Slipknot will always be my favorite band. But I have to, at the same time, and everybody should realize this, they will make mistakes, regardless if they're your favorite band or not. As with every band. But the way they went about kicking, seriously, a founding, I don't care what member it is, all nine of them matter. The well, way the same they went thing about with, like, it. Chris Fan, like, the I way, was fucked about oh that, yeah. too. The Chris Fan thing is a whole other thing, yeah. because yeah. Yeah, that was, like, a money thing. With well, yeah, Joey, he was literally threatening to sue them. Yeah. Yeah. So the what thing, other choice did they have? All respect to Chris. Yeah. I, I know he's, like, shorthanded, but... But, like, the thing with Joey is that, like, he had an illness. Yeah. And they thought Tran- he was fucked up the entire time. Transverse yeah. myelitis Thought. is not yeah. something to fuck around with. And for him to say that only one person from the band checked up on him while he was exactly. in the hospital. That's, that's me, one thing that pisses me, me off. Me and Dylan were talking about it last night, and we thought it was Chris. 
We do. I like. Yeah, but, yeah. I do agree with that because yeah, I would pro- believe Chris, that it's Chris. I believe still lives in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. And the rest probably were out on tour dealing with other shit or mm-hmm. like still trying to piece the band together. Right. And like at the very least, we know that Corey Taylor has a home in Las Vegas. Now he was living in. No, at, at least in 2012. I'm yeah. pretty sure he said that he has. Yeah, I think something yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah, I know he was living outside of Des Moines though, one hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I know I, I'm pretty sure Chris lives in Des Moines. But the only other thing is on that Scar the Martyr tour, I did see a photo of him and Sid. Sid did come and see Joey during that tour, so yeah. it could I actually be him. Didn't know that. But that's speculation, and I can find that photo if you want. No, to see yeah, it, like yeah. In my head, I was honestly thinking, like, who would be a main player in Slipknot that would go see him? And I was thinking either Craig or maybe Chris. Yeah. So as far as the the, the degenerative disease he kind of had was um, transverse myelitis. Myelitis. It myelitis, is a it's a condition caused by inflammation of the spinal cord. According to John Hopkins, the disease is characterized by symptoms and signs of neurological dysfunction in motory and sensory tract on both sides of the spinal cord. The involvement of motor and sensory control pathways frequently produce altered sensation, weakness, and sometimes urinary and bowel dysfunction and that's yeah. why if it's you notice of, it's a form of ms yeah, yeah. and if you, you know, notice before well, you can beat this form. yeah before he got the boot you know sean was carrying him on stage yeah yes exactly. uh, even in those early pre discussing what was wrong with him interviews days he was talking how he was being literally carried on stage yeah, by Sean. and how a yeah. lot of people thought he, he was, was just up. fucked up on what? drugs or alcohol. Exactly. Yep. My, yeah. I was kind of, no. I was kind of surprised. I told my mom uh, the day that he passed. I was like, Joey Jordison died. It's really hard on me. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing too good with it. And she was like, she literally said, "Who is that?" And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the drummer, the original drummer for Slipknot, and he's a huge hero of mine, and all this. And then, literally, the next day. I don't know how she got this information, but we were talking about Joey again, and she goes, yeah, I heard for the last year he was in the band. He had to be carried on stage. I don't know what that was about, and so I told her that he had this kind of disease. Uh, Also, real real quick back into the uh, medical definition, the symptoms of this are weakness in the arms and legs, kind of difficult for a drummer, just saying, Uh, sensory symptoms, numbness, tingling, pain and discomfort, bladder dysfunction, and or bladder and bowel mobility yeah. problems. Yeah, from what he said, he it only affected his legs. It wiped him out completely. One day they just hurt, and then he noticed like something's not right. It just got worse and worse and worse. I don't think it ever did affect his arms. It was just his legs. And he there's photos that he's posted on, and even Amanda on her Instagram, she has posted photos of him in like rehab and like yeah, like trying to get his legs back. Stuff. They've only posted very few, but you can see like he went through it and yeah, yeah. he put the work in. Yeah, because when he was at he Revolver, fucking beat it, it five was it years Golden ago. Golden Gods Award, Golden Gods twenty sixteen. Yeah, and he was like, I beat this motherfucker, like yeah. motherfucker. You know what pissed me off about that video mm. is at least from what I remember because I watched it so many years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. It seemed like. They it was even, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it seemed like they wouldn't even give him the time. Like, he had to beg, just be like, can I have a minute? Yeah. You know? Again, yeah. at least from what I remember, it seemed like he had to fight 
them just to be like, can I have 30 seconds to just say what happened? Yeah. You know? And yeah. I thought that was kind of fucked too. That is pretty fucked. Um, so he, uh, so he splits from Slipknot and Vimic is born from the kind of split of the singer, right? And the sampler. And then after that, what project was he in? It uh, was Vimic, and then not too long after, uh, Sinsane. They were a week apart, I think. Really? really? I, I, I didn't well, know I don't that. know. I think I'm, he'd been doing them for quite a while. Like, I imagine that he was writing the music yeah. for Vimic and Sinsane. Yeah. Because like we see in the Roadrunner uh, Roadstar Records in 2005, he is a prolific songwriter. Yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't put put it past him to put the put Vimic and then Sinsanum. Yeah. Because Vimic is more like a hard rock well, metal yeah. band, whereas Sinsanum is like a black and death metal. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I could be misunderstanding what you're saying, but like yeah. the way I understood it is, Vimic was his main project. Like that was like mm-hmm. what right. he was focusing on after Slipknot. But then, like that was announced, and then like a week after. That's when Sinsanum was out. I'm like, holy fuck! He's like not doing one band; he's doing two. Like, what oh the yeah, fuck I is would. This? Honestly, and I would not be surprised because like he was saying that he had like five to six songs on the Roadrunner, Roadrunner Records album. Yeah, but the, he had another one ready to go, but there wasn't enough time for them to do it. Right. So it's like he can write whatever he wants to write. Right. So for a band like Vimic to write what they want to write, and then he has this almost a supergroup, I would say, because it yeah, is. he just didn't want to call it that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but, but that's everyone, fine. Was everyone else like, was even though calling he did it. more at that band, he just wasn't allowed to do more with Vimic. But it still was a supergroup, and was, I think he understood yeah. that. Of like he looked at but it, but like way. with Sinsanum, it was basically a supergroup. Like that's what I saw from like Loudwire, Metal Injection. That's what they were all calling it, right? But for him to have like write that though the music for Vimic and then to turn around and not to say that Vimic isn't like really heavy music. It was more the mainstream project. It was a hard rock metal yeah. music. Well, yeah, but it's like then to like feet, that's very rockish. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very rocky and metal at the same time. But then yeah. to take um not really like a one eighty but like just a turn left or right, whatever you want to say, just a turn and turn and release this blackened death metal album featuring the bassist of Dragon Force, which we never knew he could be that heavy. Just right, saying. right. Singer of Sun. You guys as well? know? Did we talk uh, about how that came about though? I don't think we have. Why don't we go into I it? I think you know about it though, right? I know about the story about the bassist. They of were Dragon on tour Force together. It was Slipknot. And I think Dragon they were Force. at a festival, and they yeah, were like, they "Hey, were. oh hey, I like this band. I like this band. Yeah. We like, we both like black metal yeah. bands and, and death so metal bands." So they had a dream of making this this band happen, and they were like, "We're gonna do it someday." And in one of Joey's interviews, he's like, "All these guys get together on tour because you, you know." you meet so many people on different artists. You're just like, let's do a fucking like side project or something one day. Let's just make something, have some fun. And it hardly ever happens, but he's like, this one's fucking happening. And he made it happen. And oh, he's yeah. like proud of that. So that's fucking pretty bad. Like I remember ordering the vinyl of the EP. I don't remember. I have it in my room, but I can't remember what it looks like. It's not the first album, but I think it's like the first or second EP that they put out. Yeah. It has like, 
four or five songs on it. I was I was hoping that Army of Chaos would be on it, but it's on All their. Right. It was on their first full length album. <laughs> oh yeah, that Army of Chaos is yeah. such a good song. Hell yeah, music video is fucking great too. Fucking <laughs> in a nuclear reactor, like the thing that you would see with a nuclear reactor right. in it, the fucking like concrete tower, whatever it's called. Yeah. They were doing a music video inside of that. That's dope. The yeah. Cooler Tower, I think it's called. Yeah. But I got the the EP before that, I think it is. Okay. I don't think uh, Army of Chaos is on that. I'd have to look at it again because it's been a while. That is their like number one known song, though, if you know that band. Yeah. like That's the one that stands out the most. But the other fun fact about It's Insanum, though, is... I don't know if I've said this, but... Joe is the only American musician in that band. Really? They're all isn't the Isn't the guy with the huge beard also American? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he is. He was uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I will. (laughs) Please do. But I like he was always going to Europe. That makes sense. They mainly Uh, toured in Europe. They main like everything they did was in Europe. And I remember him saying he recorded in Europe and shit, but he did a lot of demo work and sent it to him and stuff, but I don't know if that counts. I don't know if that was actually album material, but mm. I remember them just saying, like, they were in Europe, he's in America, and he's just having to send a bunch of shit back and forth. So on that first um, Sinsanum EP is Materialization, which is an instrumental, Splendor of Agony, uh, Excommunicate, also an instrumental, and <laughs> Inverted Cross. That's that first insane EP. He was wondering what tracks were on it. Ah. Yeah. Um, so that that's his technically, I guess, final project, or am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. Like Vimic and Sinsanum were, the, were they're his kinda, last. Yeah. They're kind of parallel. Like he they did so much yeah. with Sinsanum that I would count that as his last because for the last few years, like he did his last tour with Sinsanum. But um, the way Vimic ended is. Out of nowhere, their producer died. Oh shit! And, like even Dave Mustaine played on this fucking album, and I wanted to really. Hear Wasn't it. that Scar the Martyr though? No, no he that did Vimic. Yeah, that was Vimic. I yeah. think they did release it. I think it's Fail Me. I think that's the song. It's not Fail Me. It's oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of the title. I'll look it yeah. up real quick. Um, Dave Mustaine was on the album. I know that, and I think the song is called Fail Me. But correct me if I'm wrong. It's something me. And um. Yeah, so, yeah, their producer ended up dying in the middle. It's Fail Me. Is it? I th- is that's it? what I thought it was, because I love that fucking song. Oh, yeah, yeah no, it is so, Fail Me, but fail I was me, thinking... Fail Me, quotations, yeah, My just, Temple. He, I might have been thinking fail me, my temple, Simple yeah. Skeletons. Simple Skeletons, a good one. It's also yes, a good song. Yes, that was the first song they ever released. Oh, but, shit. I always thought it was My Fate. Nope. Okay. I heard Simple Skeletons but... first, and then I actually heard... I want to say I saw the music video for um, She Sees Everything. She Sees Everything yeah. before I even heard My Fate. Yeah. Because they only the have, same way for me. They That's only the have the two music videos. Yeah. Right. Simple, for, Simple Skeleton was the first uh, single they ever yep. released. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. This is why we call con- Dylan the super fan. Conspiracy, though. <laughs> I'm just a fan. Here's a conspiracy. Dylan's a super fan. I could be wrong, but I have a theory that they recorded She Sees Everything in the same area that Left Behind was filmed in. I could be wrong because it's a bunch of trees, but I've heard multiple theories about, like around that. You know, I honestly wouldn't I be surprised. I feel it all slipping away. 
Oh. Sorry, my Stop bad. Stop it. Ah, 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 What do you call a bee from Wait. America? Yeah. So, Stop A it. USB. Ah, 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 ah. Anyway, I hate myself so much. So, yeah, the last I've heard is uh, with Vimic, their producer died, and then it just went silent. The members were always talking on Facebook about how they really want to figure it out and stuff. And then in the last interviews of Joey, he was just pointing out, which is mind-blowing to me, um, that they had to actually find a new label and Roadrunner really? wasn't wanting to do it anymore. I didn't know that. And I thought that was crazy because, like, he's always been with them. Yeah. And like, he kind of got murdered alls on Roadrunner, yeah. right? Yeah, they backed him up 100%. Purely oh, yeah. from Cloud, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. Kind of like Stone Sour. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no shade, Ooh, but shots I mean, fire, your last album sucks. Hydrogen yeah, but what does Corey Taylor's third up. cousin removed to think about that? Mm. Stop it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so there in one of his last interviews, he's like, I've been on emails like all day trying to figure out like labels and stuff. We're signing a new deal right now. But like he even like mentioned he kind of slipped and even said like some have like not worked out. He he says he's gone through multiple labels to make Open Your Omen was what the album's called uh-huh. for Vimic. Oh damn. Um he was gone through so many loopholes to make it work and it just never worked and it just went fucking nowhere. Um it's just, just weird to silent. think that they would say no to that. Yeah, him. but right? leading oh, yeah. to that I highly doubt Henry Derrick will ever hear this, but right. Um, the other, like just yesterday, I think is what it was. Um, it kind of pissed me off. Um, he, but it makes total sense. He was on Facebook and he was like, I just realized I have like nine or 10 songs. Like he was saying that he, he knows of them at least. Yeah. Um, that would have been the next songs for the second Scar the Martyr album, but he ended up getting sick. I don't know if that's true. He said he got mm. sick and it just didn't end up working, but I know there was relationship issues with oh, yeah. him and Joey. But beside the point, um, some fans and stuff got on there and were like, well, who has these demos? Like, I, if you want to share them, I'm sure you can make it happen. He's like, all right, to be honest, I do have all the demos, but I can't release them without permission. Uh-huh. Right. But in that post, I mean, totally understandable, yeah. but in that post, what pissed me off is it kind of confirmed some th- like thoughts I had to begin with. Mm-hmm. He pointed out that it's really sad that once Joey was kicked out of Slipknot, Roadrunner never, because he he worded it the label, but you, everybody knows it's yeah. Roadrunner. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. They did not have his back. They didn't have really? any of their backs after that's that. That's just so messed up because... That's disgusting. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can show you the post. That is that one is thing I never heard because I, with especially with Scar the Martyr... And like the early days of Vimic, I imagined they'd be like, like he's such a household name. That yeah, you would, would just think, back him and up. especially with Rotor, like he's been with them for so long, regardless of. If, if, and he if was it on was Slipknot, and he you was would think on they would the still anniversary album. Yeah, yeah, and you'd think, and it's, like, oh, we've been working with you for so long. From what we know, there were no issues. You, we've been working with them? you for so long. You're yeah. such a great songwriter. Yeah, just bring your bands to us. We'll sign you immediately. And. The fucking name Joey Jordison. Of course, you're Jordison just gonna say no to of that. Slipknot. Yeah. He, he literally prior goes, before he got kicked out. Prior, like slip Joey Jordison of Scar the Martyr, and then he get then he gets kicked out. Yeah, Joey Jordison, just his name should be able to get it holds yeah. so much weight. But you, you know think. what's crazy? Another thing dawned on me 
is right before you stopped hearing about Vimic and stuff on the last gear. Um, I, I think it was on that. I saw photos. Gear gods. Stuff of it. Yeah. It was one of those videos. Um, I noticed a huge change that had never fucking been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was all, he's always with Pisces, right? Uh-huh. He's always with Pearl. Yep. Pisces, yeah, Pearl, and Promark. 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 And Promark, A-Head, oh, Pearl, Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. But Remo, right toward the end of him playing live, he, he had to switch. He had Evans. He I had remember Evans. you telling and, me about that. He was, was, he was always Evans, bullshit. though. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, he was. was. No, he was not. Oh, he I, will, was, I will fight till the end I, of the I night for this. I will be with you, Dylan. <laughs> if you can get me the link. You. If you can get me the link. I remember he was a Remo Slipknot. Pro, I remember the Vimic uh, Gear Gods thing, whatever. He was saying Ev, he's always been an Evans guy. He has not. Um, Fight, fight. I mean the link. <laughs> I mean me personally. I am a. Uh... I'm Evans all day. Oh, fuck, I can't remember the name. I'm what. <laughs> I'm what. That seems like you're really into their heads. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but I'm not an Evans guy. Remo. I'm Remo. Remo. There you we go. were I just talking like about them, times. and you're like, I can't remember. Well, yeah, it's Remo. He's always been a Remo guy. No, he was. All, he was always been an Evans guy. Uh, he's no. the entire no, time that he had a pearl kit with Slipknot. No, he was using he's, fucking Remo. He's the reason that I play Remo. No, it was the gear. I will go to the grave saying I, that. I know. If you can find me the is, evidence, you have a super I, fan I, I of Joey Jordison and Slipknot. I know. I have a sitting that's right across the table from you. That and is you're telling why me it's Evans. <laughs> kids, kids, if you do not stop arguing, I will yeah. turn this podcast around and we will go home. I think. Oh, yeah. No, it's the last podcast on the left. I think his. So his drum tech's name is Norm. And I have a Peterson? video. No, McDonald? I have a video I will show you after this podcast. I will show you that it is Remo. Okay, okay. you know what? No, I'll, I'll find the Gear Gods video of him with Vimic. All right, kids, you, yeah. can, you can fight no, out no, the no, podcast. No, 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 no. With see, Vimic, see he was see, using Evans. Vimic, he, he switched to Evans. That's what he I'm was saying. always with Evans, though. No, no he, he was not. I'll show you. Pre, like, with Slipknot. Hey. With Slipknot, I'll show you. I'll find the uh, You can Vimic try. Video. There's an interview where he's in Vimic, and he said, I recently switched Says to Evans. Says you doing okay over there, buddy? Okay. Let's right. get back on track, kids. <laughs> um, I've got a little quick roundtable discussion I want to get into. Really, I just want your opinions on it. Uh, so it sounds like from both Vimic and, well, I guess Vimic slash Scar the Martyr, um, and Slipknot, there seems to be a good wealth of unreleased material. Uh, we all know that Joey Jordison had written some very Slipknot specific music before the departure from Slipknot. And I don't know if he's recorded it. If he has, this question is relevant. If not, I guess not. Same with Scar the Martyr Vimic. Look at those drum heads and tell me that says Evans there, good buddy. Time out. Kid. But it does finish. I'm sorry. So, anywho. Because I also found the Gear Gods video. We That's will fine. I'm looking at after. some Remo heads on we his will settle. <laughs> we will settle this after the podcast. We I ain't hope. settling shit. I'm right. Fuck you. Anyways. So I want to know, what is your opinion if Scar the Martyr slash Vimic and Slipknot decide to release and fully produce this new music on my end i'm very excited i'm hoping it's much like a uh, static x thing where wayne had a bunch of music ready to go he had a bunch of vocals already recorded which they used in those uh newly produced tracks what do you think of um personally 
if they do decide to release those, if the next of kin says it's okay. I don't know I, why anybody would be upset about yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I bad. personally I be hope it's kind of like a almost a Van Sevenfold thing. Where oh yeah they use all of his old songs yeah oh, yeah like where yeah. Yeah, yeah like nightmare, all the ones yeah. that like he they wrote. were recording nightmare and then the rev died yeah. so they took a little break <clears throat> got Portnoy on board yeah and so they take the rev songs I he I remember he wrote um I think it was fiction and save me as as far I can, as I can remember right now. Excuse me. <laughs> but uh, he had most of Fiction and Save Me written and demoed. Not yet demoed. Yep. Yeah. They actually have those demos on YouTube, don't oh. they? I've heard the Fiction one. I haven't heard the demo. I've only heard Nightmare, so is I haven't it, heard the it demos. It might be Nightmare, but I think it is Fiction that they actually have the Revs version of. Damn. Okay. That's cool. I could mm. be wrong, but... Yeah, just look it up. I so know they have one of his demos on there. So we're all in agreement that if they release those tracks, it's going to be fucking oh, dope. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Why would I, anybody be upset? I want to hear, even I, if it's the shittiest demo. Like, Well, right. you know, like, I mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, if it they do go like a Portnoy route where they just do stuff that he's written, but Portnoy played it, I wouldn't be upset if Weinberg steps behind the kit and tries to attempt. Dude, fucking Jay huh. Weinberg has been killing it ever yeah. since. Yeah. Joey has left the band. Agreed. Yeah. Quote and, left. If, and if anybody can step into his shoes, it's him. So Honestly. I don't. I'm not against that. <laughs> Good. All right. Cool. I, yeah. I, I, no, just, we, I just wanted to make joke, sure. Yeah. We joke about Weinberg. You had to we learn, love him. But you did have to take the time and learn to respect Jay because at first you're kind of like, what the fuck? Like, who and the so fuck is I. this guy? Well, that and yeah. we all kind of no, thought even, maybe he got in because of his dad's clout. And not even that. that. Yeah. Partly that. Me. Max yeah. Weinberg, very famous for being on yeah. the Tonight Show. That was part, not even Bruce. Springsteen. It wasn't. T- it was I mean, yes, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. He was it on wasn't, the Tonight Show. Yeah. It wasn't Tonight Show. It was Conan with the basic Conan? cable band. Oh, yeah. sorry, my bad. It was Conan, but even before that, <clears throat> the Barbarian. Stop it! <laughs> like Jay had been in a band called Against Me. If you if you recall, there was a little bit of controversy, like way back in 2014, 2015. With the singer coming out as trans. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. And I like Against Me. Right. Against Me is a sick punk rock band. Yes. But I remember with Jay having the quote-unquote contacts that he has, Yeah, his dad was part of the band that played for Conan when he was on primetime air. Yeah. Not... Pre-TBS. Yeah, pre-TBS, like... I don't remember what it was, CBS, ABC, whatever late night show he I think, was on. Yeah, I think it was NBC was Conan originally, but I don't remember it correctly. I don't remember either. But Jay Weinberg is no older than you or me, Des. Yeah, we, we're about the same age as yes. him. And it's amazing because there's uh, pictures of his dad meeting Slipknot, and Jay Weinberg there is, is in full Corey Taylor regalia. There is a famous picture of Jim Root talking to Max Weinberg with uh, Jay. Jay. I yeah. don't know why I forgot when his name. I'm so sorry, with Jay. With Corey's mask on. With Corey's mask on. And it's dope. He dude. is the biggest, one of the biggest fans. Yeah. As Dylan. he points to Dylan. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest fans of Slipknot. And so having Max Weinberg of the East Street Band for Bruce Springsteen. 
You can imagine that he is a skilled drummer beforehand, before even playing for Subnaut. I remember there is even a, I think it's a 2009 Guitar Center Drum Off competition where he and his dad oh, yeah. play. I've seen this video. It's great. You know the video. I don't yeah, remember the song great. name. Yeah. Well, it's kind it's of called like a- Wonderwall. No, <laughs> stop it. It's like, it's almost like a jungle theme. <laughs> okay. If, yeah. you, if you heard it, you would equate it to jungle. Yeah, I mean, I'm you could sorry. just look it up. You yeah. Know? Oh, was it George? George? George of the jungle? Stop it. But speaking of that, that video is great. But speaking that, of that video is great. But real quick, Jay is probably the best drummer they could have picked yeah. for the role. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. And he yeah, like like great. we were saying before in the very beginning, you know, it's just like who the fuck is this guy? Who does he think he is? Oh yeah, and when then, I when I saw oh, the yeah. Devil and I video, I was like, fuck that guy. Yeah. And yeah. you know, but also great on. song. Great song, but great song. on that video. Who is, not even who is just, this bass player? Who is this drummer? What yeah, the not fuck? even just exactly. on that video, but just like their tour cycle for that album. Fuck. Sean specifically was like, <laughs> they don't get their own masks yet. They don't get to design their yeah, shit. Yeah, they, right? they made the I same. Had so, that's that's yeah. Slipknot. So many of my friends are like, who, the, who, are they, who do they think they are that they can dictate what the band members and i remember their, they were trying to keep their identities quiet and then Corey was like in the I, well, I think it was a devil and i video and no, it was, was because like, the bass player yeah. yeah the bass, it was player, the bass player Alex forgot to put gloves on him because yeah, he, they saw his hand tattoo yeah, yeah. yeah. a famous you, tribal you know, tattoo do you know where on his forearm and hands knew him from because i'm pretty sure he's a guitar tech for mastodon oh, yes okay. he is the guitar player for brent Hines, i believe well, yeah. see, that's the thing is you have to, with Slipknot, at least it was the, ba- you the guitar have, tech. You kind of have to earn your mask. And yeah. you know, they both did. Now they have their own custom design mask. Right. Jay Weinberg's kind of leans closer to what they originally gave him, and which is cool as fuck. I yeah. really enjoy it. But it, it just kind of shows the, the tribal and family kind of part of Slipknot. Well, where, and the fact um, when they joined, Sean took them to Paul's grave and said, This is Slipknot. Oh fuck! This is what this is about. That's Don't come I in honestly here. Hadn't, that is one thing I didn't know. Yeah, he took them to Paul's grave, both of them, and said, "This is Slipknot. Beautiful. Don't come in here. Don't disrespect this." Hell yeah! You know? Right. So now we got <laughs> off on a Jay Sorry. Weinberg. Rant. Yeah, <laughs> we I were, love you, Jay. We were, we we love you, but uh, we do. You know, we're we're here to mourn. So. Um, real quick, let's get into another one or two. I don't know how many you got. Joey, fun facts left. Dylan, um, did you know that he well, played drums? I did. Dude, that is a fun fact. <laughs> oh did you know that God. he was a Remo guy all the way? Oh yeah, Shut I up. did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna get to that after. Uh, I mean, yeah. I can turn this into a fun fact. Like I said, I don't really have any more fun facts left. It just has to do with the bands he was associated with. But I guess I we have can one just for you afterwards. Turn that into a its own thing. But the night that he saved Metallica. Like definitely oh, right. That fucking definitely night. important. Okay, so I want to talk about that. Because I did hear that he took the bulk of the work on that night. But... He, did, he took... Didn't Dave Lombardo yes. take like so, four... Yeah, so three, I have four, this five all songs. So like 80% of the set was Jordison. It's more yes. than that. Okay. It's more than that. Okay. So... Metallica um, has long basically sets. they so Metallica and Slipknot were pl- like they were on tour together and then Download Festival of 2004 happened and Lars Ulrich got diarrhea. Yeah, he I can't remember exactly. Yeah, he, he, he basically <laughs> got sick, yeah, yeah, and couldn't play, but Slipknot had just got off and so the last three bands of the night are Slipknot, Corn, Metallica. 
Slipknot just got done. He said he just, like Joey said, he just took off his mask. So he probably has like two hours tops to prepare for this. And somebody of his crew says, James Hetfield wants to talk to you. And he said, Lars can't make the show. And he's just like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? And he's like, can you fill in? And he's like, he he said he just immediately said yes, just because. Okay, but hear me out. If Joey messed up, it would be like Lars is still there. Yeah, that's fucked, but yeah. Um, So, um, basically, you know how, like, Metallica has, like, their tuning rooms and shit? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, from what I've heard is, um, he had, like, two hours tops to do this. He fucking went in with Metallica, played, like, the Four Horsemen, and, like, some other song, which is kind of funny, now that I think about it. I remember hearing he played the Four Horsemen and, like, one other song, and that, they called it good. He said, I'm good and ready. Well, after two songs, yeah, like they just jammed through, like, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, you play two songs, you have all and of Metallica's what's drumming. Funny there. about that, hey, though, hey, shh, I'm gonna keep shitting what's on Lars. Fun- I'm sorry, that, that shit's not easy, dude. I know Lars is I'm a god of his own. Joking, but after the day so, and night, when the four horsemen ride, so I know I heard an interview where he said he jammed through the four horsemen with them. But what's funny about that is the first two songs on their set list are Battery and Four Horsemen. And Dave Lombardo played those two songs. So he didn't oh, even... Oh, shit. He, he didn't, didn't even practice play the, the song he was going to play? Yeah. So after those, then Joey came out and he played For Whom the Bell Tolls, Creeping Death, and Seek and Destroy. And then this, I didn't know for the longest time. Fade to Black was next. And that was Lars. It was Lars's drum tech that played that song. What? Yeah. So not two drummers filled in. Three, technically. Damn, dude. That's how many it and, takes and to fill in a large... After that... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Dave Lombardo only played two songs. After that, Joey came out and hammered out Wherever I May Roam, Last Caress, which is the cover... Of The Misfits. And then Sabbath True, Nothing Else Matters, and then ended with Enter Sandman. He did... So, that's... Eight out of that entire set list. And Dave Lombardo... Eight out of twelve? Eight out of... Yeah. Eleven? I think that's twelve. Two oh, Lombardo, yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Two, yeah. yeah, then his drum tech, yeah. Exactly. No, I have a question. But yeah, so that's huge chunk. He We know math, uh, maybe. Um I suck at math. On your notes, <laughs> why do you have a question mark after until we die? I'm just curious. Oh, that's That's for after. Do I do I really want to get into that? Oh, please do, we actually. We we, we well, got I was time, just, dude. I was curious. <clears throat> okay, well I just see a lot of dots, periods and then nine. a question mark. Oh, and so does that does that song really mean shit if you're just gonna give up on somebody? <laughs> yeah, that's what question marks for. Yeah, you I know, mean, almost the whole point of "Till We Die." Is it that was there the nine. It was like it was. Was it a bonus track? Yep. Yeah, it was one of two bonus of tracks two. on Three. the All Hope on Is Gone. Hope, yep. uh, but they still played it at the end of their set list. Yeah. They as it, as everyone was speakers. like walking off stage and everyone was like, one more song. And they already played their encore, so there was no one more song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, till we day, see them like done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> till I mean, we die was, you would be too after that oh, long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> God. Till we die was basically the like, we're done. Until we die, we're done right now. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. I, I mean, I believe when uh, Joey was kicked out of Slipknot, me and Dylan did talk about that. We were like, what the hell is this Till We Die Listen shit? Listen to that fucking song. Up. I know. Every word of it, you're like, 
Oh, like, shit. Yeah. I remember that was a song that I learned on guitar prior, before Paul's death. Uh-huh. Even before before Paul's death, I was like, man, this song is fucking It's heavy. heavy. It's Yeah, it's a lot. It's not even like death metal, black yeah, metal. Yeah, not like heavy. metal heavy, but like heavy it's emotional like, heavy. Shit. Yeah. yeah you can- These people are a family, and they... And you know that they love and care for each other. Mm-hmm. Which means yeah. whatever it was with Joey that did cause a split, because I, we don't know 100%, right? Yeah. Well, we, we Joey has not made a statement, and we're never going to get one now. We but have rumor. Made, he we made have a speculation. Well, I mean, he made a statement that he was not kicked out. Yeah, but that doesn't But he mean never shit. gave like, why. Yeah, we don't know why. They're pretty ambiguous on yeah. both sides yeah. of statements. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know... I, Whatever it was, it had to be big enough that Till We Die could be, you know, kind of sidetracked in that way. But Mm -hmm. um, even prior to that, Till We Die, um, I mean, now it'll make fucking sense to me more. But beforehand, I was kind of pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Agreed. Like, why would you just now? Now it has a new. Now it has a new meaning to me. But Mm -hmm. I mean, before I feel that as soon as as soon as Paul died. Uh, Till We Die had a new meaning, but like we had Till We Died, Child of Burning Time, mm-hmm. and yeah, one more that I can't remember. Time, yeah, Child of Burning Time. But no, okay, so let's get into uh, the last little segment before oh, we go into the rest of the associated acts. Real quick, the second bonus song was a Vermilion Part Two remix. Yes, yes, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, also, I have another fun fact real quick. Okay, oh, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, me and Dylan were talking about it the other night where, uh, I mean, I knew that Joey wrote the main riff for Psychosocial, mm-hmm. but, and a lot of, like, self-titled. A lot of main riffs. Yeah, but a oh, lot of yeah. self-titled was MFKR, but they still, like, that was a lot of Joey's writing. That was Joey. Because yeah. at the time, I think it was Anders on vocals, Clown on drums. Yep. I think... Mick on guitar, but it could. I'm probably wrong. I don't know. I think Mick was the original it guitarist because it took him a while it, to get Jim yeah. from Stone have you Sour. Seen, have you in. Seen no, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I can't, they had to I can't him. remember right now if Mick replaced someone. No, it I know was, for it was a fact Jim that replaced Josh Brainerd. No, yeah, because and I, know, I know for a fact that bass. Yeah. I know yeah, for a fact that so. a uh, Jim was the last member to join Slipknot before they blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember. Yeah, (laughs) but I can't remember if Mick replaced someone or not. No, he he. I think he was an original. Just because on the album cover, obviously I brought Iowa, so I can't use it for reference for us. But on the self-titled, it is known that it is Josh Brainerd that is in that rubber-like bondage mask with a little fun poof ball on top. Would although Jim, but although Mick. Or uh, Jim does say that he was in a bondage mask where he could yeah couldn't see anything after the first song because he was just yeah. sweating into his eyeballs. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, and he was mentioning like even his current masks how it just like pools up from his fucking chin. I was like, yeah, that clown is has said that too, and yeah. he's yeah. even said he's puked in it, and it just fucking just just, kept just going pools. Yeah. One of my favorites is that in the early mm. years, I believe it was on their first tour ever, Slipknot, um, Corey Taylor puked in his mask and had to eat it in order to get yep. his next line. I remember that story. Uh, yeah. 
That's one of my favorite Slipknot stories. But, yeah, and um, that's why Disengage does not wear be. masks. <laughs> All right. And to round out the show tonight, what we're going to do is – obviously, we've talked about a lot of great Joey stories tonight. Um, I just want to get one more Joey story out of everyone, and then we'll do social media, talk about some associated acts, and get the hell out of here, guys, because I've kept you for quite some time. It is late in the night. It is late. late. At least two of us work early, and me and <laughs> Dylan will just be hungover. And have a funeral in the morning, so that's fun. Ah, shit. Uh, Harsh. Okay, so let's start out with Justin. Give me a Joey story. Um, Not so much a story, but more, again, you know how he influenced me and whatnot. So earlier I mentioned, you know, finding out about Slipknot and then, you know, diving deeper into Joey and whatnot. He, like, is the reason, you know, I got my double pedal and started getting more into, like, the metal side of my playing. Right. Um, And then shortly after that is when you know scar the martyr became a thing and like that first album i learned every single song on that album start to finish drumming and Damn. that was one that was a pretty big like pivotal point in my drumming at least and then i started getting you know back into like the slipknot songs as far as oh, drumming yeah. goes um and then a little bit off topic but you know with joey passing you know a few days ago and then uh I believe it was December of last year is uh, we lost Alexi Lyle. I know you also yes. discussed that. It was that. December, but then announced in January right. this year. Yeah. Damn. And so, um, you know, my dad has been playing guitar for a lot of years, over 20 years. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because of him, I always wanted to, you know, play guitar. Um, but then I kind of started getting into Bodum and that side of things. And I just, I heard Alexi just going ham on that guitar. You know, when you come into that first extreme guitarist, that definitely influences you. Oh, of course. And so, you know, between, um, you know, my dad, I'd always wanted to learn guitar and then I heard Alexi and I was like, Oh shit. So I started playing guitar. This is something else. Which also, uh, uh, indirectly, uh, influenced your stage name, Wildcard. Yeah. Wild child, Alexi. And, um, yeah, Wildcard became mine and uh became yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, losing Alexi, you know, was pretty hard on me and then you know, fast forward six months, seven months now actually. Just and, about uh, seven months, yeah. yeah. Losing Joey, Fuck. I'm like you know, losing those two like very influential musicians was very, very hard on me. And you know, it's it's hard like, to explain. Have you guys uh, seen? That. Have you guys seen? Uh, I think it was Mike Portnoy he put that posted something about all of the artists we lost this year. Yeah, I saw yeah. that shit, man. It's, it's fucking rough. That, that list no, is way too. That long. wasn't the year. That was this month. This month. Yeah, this month. That's why. It hit yeah, so we had hard. three this week. Exactly. Fuck, yeah. right. Like I outlined earlier, Mike yep. Howe of Metal Church and yeah. Dusty Hill. Also, not to downplay them at all. It's no, just this all. is the art. Joey Jordison is the artist that influenced us all the most. Right. And, yeah. you know, I mean, the first guitar, the s- first song I learned on guitar besides like Beatles songs from my guitar class was LaGrange mm-hmm. by fucking ZZ Top. So, like, it, not to say that it didn't have a big influence on us, just Joey Jordison. Obviously, there's two and a half hours worth of content here, you know, <laughs> yeah. at least. Like, Joey Jordison influenced our extreme metal. Yes, Absolutely. for sure. But I pulled up. Um, I can't find the like Mike Portnoy made a post 
about all the artists that we've lost mm-hmm. so far from when Joey Jordison died. And it was <clears throat> Bismarcky, a legendary hip hop artist. And you say he's just a friend. J- and you say he's just a friend. Oh my God. Oh, baby, <clears throat> you. Robbie Starnhart from uh, Kansas, the violinist and also the vocalist. Uh huh. And Wait, that was after Joey died? That was before. Oh, I was like, Joey what? No, is all this month. Oh, well, no, you said like after Joey died. I was like, I what? Know. Oh, you meant oh, yeah, like no, he no, posted no. that after Joey died. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so this, this was is, after uh, Joey died. There has been yeah. one more. I think Dusty Hill was like the, the post one. that he made. Yeah. 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 So it was a Bismarcky, uh, Robbie Starnheit from uh, Kansas, Gary Cobert, Corbert. From uh, can uh, Cinderella and Jeff Labar from Cinderella. Damn, two mm. Cinderellas in one month. Fuck. Yeah, uh, Mike Howe from Metal Church, Dusty Hill from uh, ZZ Top, and Joey Jordison. R.I.P. All yes. in one month. So heavy yeah. that is month. one fucking super group, and I have no doubt in my mind that Joey was a huge fan of all those people. Oh, mm-hmm. of course. Fuck yeah. Well, so that is one fucking super group in wherever the afterlife is. Right, for real. I just like to think that he's... This is going to sound so cliche, and I don't want to hear shit from any of you. Cliche. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. I know he's up there with Paul, man. Oh, of course. That's the most important. Man. Up oh, yeah. there, most likely down there, but you know. Yeah. Most with likely Paul. down there. With but Paul, with, either way. Wait, he's in Australia, dude? <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's where everyone who dies Like, goes. a lot of the artwork, fan artwork that, like, me and Dylan, and I'm sure you two have seen... It's just like, even prior to Joey's death was mm-hmm. like Joey hugging Paul like right. on his way up to heaven or wherever. Yeah. Right. My favorite and is then, where they're all chibied out. That's adorable. Yeah. And so just seeing something like that today just kind of maybe shed a couple tears. Absolutely. I feel you. Nate, would you have a Joey story on our way out? Uh, my Joey story isn't my story, but um, it's one I found on Reddit on the Slipknots uh, subreddit. <laughs> Our Slipknot. Our Slipknot. It reads, my mother and Joey Jordison at a house party in 98, they were a fling for a short period, OC. I bet her tits were huge. Um, No picture of her chest, but uh, it's her and Joey. I oh, shit. Yeah. I think her tits are that, huge. With the slit knot tattoo. That's beautiful. And it's so funny that he had a type back then. Like, I've seen a couple girls that look kind of like that. Oh, yeah. And, like, when he... Then he's, like, with Amanda, and she's totally different. She was, like, a playmate and shit, man. Right. So I don't know how, like, his It's called Roadrunner, buddy. I know, but, like, I mean, no, fair. dude. He's been <laughs> with Roadrunner the whole fucking time. Roadrunner money! But, but I'm just real, saying that yeah. that's so weird how his style changed, like, instantly, man. Like, Yeah, but real quick, uh, once someone comments, so she had a Slipknot tattoo in 98, and the original poster says, yes, Joey came up with the S in 97, he drew on the on his kick drum and the whole band loved it. My mom got it tattooed on to prove her dedication, quote unquote, to his work because she was mad in love, quote unquote. Anders was the first to get it tattooed on his leg before he left the band in ninety eight. Damn. And I know one, so one quick little fun that has fact, the S on his leg and it is Chris Fane. Nice. Oh yeah. They, they showed it in the Hall of His Gone video. Yeah. In the DVD. Yep. Dylan, do you have a fun little story real quick? Well, 
Yeah, just to get off the uh, Slipknot because like that like, that is the biggest. But yeah, yeah, you know my favorite stories of just Joey are like because they're pretty much my favorite videos of all time are just the Mad Manager right? videos. <laughs> like if you haven't seen them, please watch them. They are fucking incredible, and they will you'll die laughing. All you got to do YouTube Mad yeah. Manager. And they have comes like right up. It, yeah, it'll have all. I think it's like twelve videos. I don't know, all in a row. Maybe it's like nine. Who, whatever it is. Um, yeah, we already established that we can't count earlier. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah i love those videos so much there's so many fucking funny quotes you can find in them it's just wednesday it's all of murder dolls but it's mainly wednesday and joey just being fucking idiots as they are getting hammered um but yeah there's one like the, i don't know the one I, I don't know if it's in mad manager but a murder doll story that i love is just there was a video that you can find of Joey and Wednesday sitting in a truck. In a truck. And you don't just really lo- know what the hell is going on. They're just all losing you, all their you can fucking see, minds. All you can see is them just being like... <laughs> just rocking back and forth in yeah. whatever car they're in. Screaming their heads I bet off. Bet you it was a BMW. No, dude, it's like a suburban. <laughs> I'm it's it's like a, a lot. Yeah, 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 it's like a suburban. It's a whatever. They're just and, rocking back and forth. Screaming. Not, not screaming, and just like you yelling. You wouldn't know this unless just you like, looked into it. <laughs> just yelling their heads off. Yeah, you, just being idiots, You wouldn't really fun. know the backstory to that unless... Because when I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this? But if you look into it, they're actually doing their own version of Raising Arizona. Oh, no shit. Which, if you haven't seen Raising Arizona, one of the best Nick Cage movies you're ever going to see outside of Stealing the Declaration of Independence. Independence Day. <laughs> what? No, not, not, not that movie. I was like, hang on, that's not him. But I don't uh, yeah, that's a great scene because in that scene, I don't remember the other actor, but John Goodman is one of the. Yeah, two he's the one screaming. driving. Yeah, he's the one driving. Yeah, he's the one driving. They're like, we're gonna do this. Yeah, woo! <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's fucking. You gonna great. buy me hearing aids, there, good buddy? I will buy you regular aids. <laughs> um, I mean, I already have those. Free. That's for free. He'll give them to you. True. <laughs> so, um. My my real quick story is, uh, you know, obviously me and Dylan got really close and connected via Slipknot and Murder Dolls and all that fun stuff. But when we're on, we got a Suburban recently for touring that uh, has a little TV in it. We can hook up a little DVD player and shit. Yeah. I, was, I thought you were about to say we're about to do our own reenactment, but. <laughs> no, not, not not this time. But, not yet. Uh, not only do me and Dylan, we, like, we've watched all the Slipknot everything together, and it's been fantastic, but on our most rec- on one of our most recent tours, we used that little uh, TV and DVD player. Only because was- we're the two in the back that are always drunk. but yeah. Always hammered. Always drunk. But I took a fucking heroic hit of mushrooms. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I we were driving one. from Heber to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, shit. And, no, it was. Uh, I mean, Fort either Collins. way, no, not Fort Collins. That's Colorado. <laughs> somewhere in we've somewhere in Arizona. Anyways, we're yeah, driving. We're in Arizona. Like any sure. major city is going to be south because that's yeah south. That was the time that I think I drank a shit ton of Fireball. Jesus. It was yeah. If you're drinking Fireball, you're going through something. Dude, he bought a little packet of like mini shots, and I fucking had a shit ton of them. Yeah, he got fucked. But uh, so we're driving from Heber to somewhere in Arizona that I can't quite remember, and. He puts on the Murder Dolls DVD that comes with Women and Children Last. Oh, damn. And that's what I remember most about my trip was just coming in and out of being psychedelically awesome. 
and watching the murder dolls plays live. And it's not even that long. It's they not were very long. Act and they specify that in the video. So I'm sure you're just sitting there like, holy fuck. I'm sure it lasted like an hour for you. That's the thing is, is on oh, yeah. psychedelics, <laughs> everything lasts an hour. I wish uh, I lasted an more. hour. Ah! Ah! Sometimes I can when I'm trying. Edging people, it's very important. <laughs> Anyways. It's called uh, foreplay. I felt like I this came in and, in and out. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I came in and out of my trip to a bunch of murder dolls all the time. But man, oh, that yeah. for me is a really good memory, just seeing Joey uh, and Wednesday on a stage. Uh, uh, you know, supposedly for one of the last few right. times. And that's pretty beautiful to me. It's Besides watching everything Slipknot and everything Joey with Dylan, right. that one sticks out in my memory. And I I know I have one more story now. That's um, cool. I, it has to do with you and me. Um, I know it's more of a Frankenstein drag queens uh, deal, and like because that was their song first. This song that I'm about to talk about is their deal, but it was a Murder Doll song. But remember when you and me crewed for Wednesday 13? Hell yeah, we were rude. And all of a sudden... Wednesday 13 and his band went into 1976-66, and we fucking lost our minds. Well, because we didn't think they were going to play that oh, one no, at all. No, dude, he's playing like all his shit. And then like, I know that's his shit, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like the last time we saw him, he didn't play any of that old school shit. He literally was sticking to his album. So that's what I kind of thought like going into it. All of a sudden he just goes into that out of nowhere. I'm just like. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> well, and like a little backstory on that. So we were doing our friend a favor by they needed some crew. They needed some people to help set up, get things on and off stage. And when you're crew, you drink for free. Right. At this particular bar. Yep. And um, <laughs> they had had a little event the night before where they invented these bucket drinks. They came in like a little oh my bucket. God. Best Jesus. thing the Metro ever did. I know. And uh, they loaded them up with booze. By the time Wednesday and them were ready to hit the stage, we were sloshed. Yeah, we're carrying drums what? up the stairs, hitting every wall on the way up. Oh, yeah, dude, that was bad on the way out. That was on the way out. On the way, the way in, out. on the way in, we were fine. Because I remember grabbing, like, somebody told me, it was either, so speaking about Murder Dolls, Ramon or Roman, however you pronounce it, guitarist of Murder Dolls, and Jack Tangerslee is the bass player of the yeah. same band, but he's stuck with Wednesday 13. So iconic for you know Murder Dolls fans. Anyway, one of them handed me a case to carry in, and I looked at it, and it said Wednesday Thirteen Mike, and I'm just like, oh my god, <gasps> oh, like this shit. is fucking insane right now. Man, those bucket drinks fucked us up. So by yeah. the time 19766666 came on, we were both like, woo, we were we yeah. were too about it. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good memory. I, I, you know, I don't ever forget about that one, but right. every once in a while it kind of slips my memory, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's get into, real quick, before we get going, uh, Dylan's got a list of all the associated acts that um, Joey has ever played with live or on a music video. So let's... Yeah, basically Say, the a, list I'm at it now. Like, on a music besides, video, too? Corn. No, so No, because he toured with them, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. This has to do with, well... I was just There's saying another one wise. that he did that for. This is just bands he toured with and did music videos with. Because I, I was going to say, I can because know the I know the bands he toured with, but not the bands that he was on a music video with. So, yeah, so the ones you know he toured with, he did music videos for. If hmm. you if you know if you know the bands, then you should know the videos. At and I can get into most, that if you want. Like the most bands I can think of. And we'll get to except that. there's one that I'm I'm a little rough on, but a little iffy. Okay. Like the bands I can think of is Corn, Rob Zombie, like 
Yeah. Those are the so, biggest ones. There's Corn, Rob Zombie, and uh, Ministry he toured with. Oh, I forget about That's that. That's the one, one I'm iffy on because I don't know all their material, even though I do Devil like that band. My ride. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not I'm just, the. Uh, I'm just a little rough on. Them. I'm not the biggest fan of Ministry, but I always forget that Joey toured with Ministry. Yeah, dude. And if you. So if you know that he toured with Rob Zombie, did you see him live with them? No. So you saw that. That's when I first saw Joey open with the Murder Dolls, and then okay. Alice Cooper came on. I was at that same show. Yeah, he was there. He was right. Fuck he you. was right next to me. But we didn't. I, know we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. <laughs> that's, that's twice that's happened, by the way. I bet you we literally bumped elbows yeah. and had no idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were both like front row, basically. Yeah. Um. But that's twice that's happened. Um. Where we were at the same place, had no idea, had no idea of each other, and. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I think I remember you." Like, yeah, like I knew you, but I don't know. Real it's, quick it's... side tangent: the other one was I stood directly behind Dylan in line to also, meet front in line because I was there like three. You were first in line, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dez's group was second. You can always just assume it's safe to assume Dylan's always just at the front of every line to me, meet. To me, Dylan. it's just the two really main ones. Yeah. I will fucking do me and Dylan there. And that one, that one, I was directly in line behind him was for to meet the drummer of Lamb of God, which yep. is Chris Adler. Chris Adler, and Jay Weinberg, and I know I was there three hours early because I was just chilling, sitting at Murray Theater, just hanging out with my friends. All of a sudden, Chris he comes just walks the, out. He, he yeah. walks through the main doors, has to take a piss in the bathroom. He's like, like, "What's up, guys? Oh my fucking god!" Yeah, it says, yeah. "What's up, guys?" I'm like, "Oh my fuck!" And like. Yeah. All my friends, like, I could name them, but they just had to fucking hold me back from, like, running after them. They're like, no, no, let him piss in peace. I'm just like... Uh, I gotta like, piss with him. Yeah, but yeah. my brain is just like, holy fuck, that's Chris Adler, you know right. what I mean? Oh, I agree. Any more associated acts? But, yeah, so, if, do you want me to get into the Rob Zombie fucking corn videos? Please like, do, please do. Go for so, it. So, uh, for the Rob Zombie, he was in Mars Needs Women. He was in that music video. <coughs> you can women. see him. In that, and in uh, for corn, he was in evolution. I, I God don't, damn! I don't think he recorded it, but he I was. Mean, that's in fair. The video. I know uh, Gene Hoagland was in a uh, Opeth video, even though he didn't record it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then all I have is Metallica, which I talked about, but that's iconic. That was still that's, an iconic. What I have to add to that is happened. that. Can you even fucking imagine? Like, oh my Slipknot, God, I would say, is probably the like, biggest metal band of all time now of our generation. Of our but generation? still, right now, Metallica has the... They're above, like, all. To oh, me. Yeah. oh, yeah. No one's but I remember I saw an interview with... I think it was Joey <clears throat> or someone with Slipknot saying, like, yeah, Joey just got told, like, hey, Metallica wants you to play. Yeah. He Mars is, mentioned that earlier. Yeah, we were Mars about that is earlier. sick, and we want you and Dave Lombardo to play. Right. That's great shit. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So, speaking of ministry, when he played with them. Ministry. Um, so, with Rob Zombie, do you know he, like how he wore that uh, like taxi cab hat? Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you guys see those photos? Yes. So, that is something he brought back. He actually uh, wore that with ministry first. Oh, fuck. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So that's another fun fact. But then the only other one I have live wise is he did play with System of a Down like two times. I that's actually awesome. didn't know that. Yeah, he Holy played with shit. System of a Down. You can find the videos of it. He I literally shit. learned that the day he died because people were posting yeah. about the bands he's played with. That's God, I think it's called Sweet Pea. I think that's the song. Good song. Yeah. So. 
yeah, he he uh, just hopped up on stage with them because he was there. Right. Yeah. And yeah, just holy shit. It. Yeah, I just watched videos, man. It's fucking awesome. I thought like, I was a super I fan, but I'm just a fan compared to Dylan. Everyone is. Yeah, so. no one's a super fan. Except <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys, it's been a while. We're a little tired, all of us. Some of us have to work early in the morning. It's been a so long night. We're going to get out of here. Clocking in at almost three hours. This is the longest episode of Assault City Circle Pit ever. Woo! Making history. Even season one, but season two. hey, I talked. Two, I it, talked. I know. It's yeah. amazing. It's I'm beautiful. proud of myself. You can't come <laughs> to a Joey podcast and not say anything. Exactly. It's yeah. that's Dylan was the first person I called when I thought of this. So oh, yeah. let's uh, everyone go around the table. Give me your social media so people can find you if they'd like. Uh, we'll start with Dylan. So, yeah, just on Facebook, I just Demon Daw 666 and same with Instagram. And then if you want to follow my personal, it's just Dylan Demon Dawes, I believe. So it's pretty simple. Nate? You can find me on Instagram at uh, Conquistador95 and my bands. Pinewalker Lives on Instagram as well as Winchalite DM on Instagram. And you can find me at Justin Schultz, two N's and Justin on Instagram, and of course with the band Disengaged as the other two of us. That's at Disengaged Official. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Desengage9 on Instagram as well. Please, uh, you know, this is more of a memorial thing. So if you're just listening to it because of that, awesome. But if you if you liked anything we talked about today, go follow the network, Circle Pit Radio Network. That is our podcast network. Follow uh, Wrecked Podcast, Assault City Circle Pit on Instagram. Get wrecked! Assault uh, City Lovely Circle Pit podcast. on Instagram and... <laughs> Nate over here hosts a show called That Bites where we talk about anime, video games, and all kinds of fun nerddom if you're into it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, tonight on this lovely podcast we call Salt City. Rest in peace, Joey. Rest in peace, Rest Joey. In peace, Joey. And remember one. that no one, you, no one drinks water. No one drinks water. <laughs> no one drinks water. I need this. I need this. Who ate before Matt Heafy? Exactly. No one eats before <laughs> Matt Heafy. All right, guys. Hail Lemmy, and you know what? We'll see you in the pit. Get wrecked! <laughs>